All right, getting ready for another couple hours of broadcast healing here on the Robert Scott Bell Show, warming you up as we uh, have a first-time guest on the show, man. What an awesome dude. Uh, Justin Barclay has the, the good news, bringing the good news. We don't want any of that, do we? We want plenty of it, actually. I'm looking forward to having him on and uh, even uh, substitute host for Glenn Beck, dude. He, this, he brings it. I'm excited to have him on, fellow radio guy joining us on the show in the first hour. Uh, first up, though, we got to talk about the uh, unmanageable level to which FDA has gone non-science or non-scientific. It's a long time coming, and we've been talking about it for years here, but maybe they're all figuring out that, uh, yeah, you were right all those years ago. We got that and a whole lot more. If you got questions or comments, join us in the live chat room at robertscottbell.com slash listen or various social medias where we're not banned. Unfortunately, uh, we're still banned on Spotify and YouTube and LinkedIn. We'll see where that goes as we move on. But free speech is alive and well for those of you who are joining us here. And remember, the power to heal is yours. That's just a reminder for me and all y'all. So thank you for being here. Let's get this healing party started right about now. The Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. The voice of health, freedom, and liberty. The Robert Scott Bell Show. And cranking it up for health, freedom, and healing liberty once again. Thank you all for being here. Please uh, share the show. Not much to ask, is it? I don't think so. Uh, and I'm glad you're here. Say hi in the chat room as we uh, uh, you know, are joined in with some uh, good news perspectives that uh, we can't get enough of. Uh, Justin Barkley is going to join us in a few minutes. Uh, first time on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Really happy to have him on board. And you'll see links in the show notes at robertscottbell.com as well. Uh, first up, though, a uh, subject that... Uh, I wouldn't say it's near and dear to my heart. You know, it's like when you say things like that, you're like, oh, I love this story. Uh, but it, it's it's a story that's very illustrative of how wrong we have gone as a nation, as a people, uh, over the course of the 20th century into the 21st. And funny enough, this article is not um, published in an American medical journal, but at the, the British medical journal. I mean, no offense to the Brits. I mean, that's fine. It's a good BMJ journal. It's got a good history. Although the track record of many of these uh, medical journals being compromised by conflicts of interest, particularly economic, uh, is legendary. But look at this article here, and it references a, a you know an old friend, Peter Doshi, who we had on many many years ago. Uh, he was a PhD candidate then. He's now a PhD. He's written extensively on things that uh, you're not supposed to write about: corruption within FDA, for instance, uh, drug approvals, deaths due to drugs approved, etc. The headline reads: "The Decline of Science." at the FDA has become unmanageable. And, and I find the headline rather interesting because it intrigued me is like, well, when was the decline of science at the FDA manageable? And is there such a level where they go, well, we can manage that amount of not science. <laughs> that, that's okay. We can put up with that amount of not science while much of the Western world and most American people, at least until COVID, uh, pretty much place their faith, however wrong it was to place it there, in uh, uh, an unethical institution that is rife with conflicts of interest and capture, regulatory capture, by the industry it deems to, re deems to regulate. What does that even mean? Well, actually, the industry, it runs monopoly cover for. 
because that which it approves then becomes monopoly, uh, let's say, uh, marketplace. And that is nothing is allowed to compete with it. That's not a drug approved by them. FDA, I call them fear and death administration. Remember, if you're new to, well, I'll say remember if you're new. I can't remember if I'm new or not. But if you're new to the Robert Scott Bell Show, I've only been saying this uh, since I opened the microphone in 1999, that the third leading cause of death in America, maybe the second or first, is modern medicine, the, the drugs approved by the FDA. Yet they are granted such status, exalted status, that people of faith who worship God normally abandon that faith and then put the FDA and the doctors that represent the drugs that they prescribe to you as sacrosanct in some way. As my friend John Rappaport coined the phrase church of biological mysticism, I kind of modified it to say church of pharmaceutical mysticism. The science that we all thought growing up in the 20th century, as I did much of my young life, uh, being in a pharmaceutical medical family, we thought, well, if the FDA approves it, it's got to be legit. I mean, they wouldn't just, you know, go, yeah, go have that drug. And then it turns out the, the doctors in the know would would basically not prescribe you a drug in the first two to five years of its marketplace existence because they had observed that they often find out the side effects that are direct effects that are not marketable of the drug only after it's been approved and is given to loads of more, well, millions more victims of the pharmaceutical church. And, you know, I came up with this, this, uh, I don't know, maybe it exists on a t-shirt somewhere. It's like, eat whatever you want. We have a pill for that as the, I think that's the uh, slogan for FDA approved Flexner report of 1910 medical so-called science, eat whatever you want. We have a pill for that. In other words, it doesn't matter what you do. We might say it's better that you have a good diet, but if you actually go to a, a Flexner report, AMA medical doctor, do they actually ask you the question, hey, are you eating organically grown, non-genetically modified food? Are you drinking more water than soft drinks or no soft drinks at all? How's your refined sugar intake and refined food intake relative to whole food intake? And, you know, the specifics, I think they matter because when you tell somebody you, you need to eat better, they often go back to the mantra of, well, nothing I eat has cholesterol in it. Despite the fact that cholesterol has never been proven to be a cause of heart disease. It's not the cause of heart attacks and strokes. In fact, it's the protective mechanism your liver produces this cholesterol to keep you alive long enough to one day have a heart attack should you have an inflammatory diet due to genetic engineering due to heavy metals and toxicological burdens coming from pesticides, herbicides, fungicides, all of that. Now, I learned about this at the age of 24 in 1990. And when I realized how serious it was in my own body, my, my young body at 24, who had suffered 24 years of chronic disease from almost the day I was born as a canary in the coal mine of Gen X, I made a switch, a decision. It was like, I'd say God spoke to me, but it was the answer to prayers after many years of praying for health and healing. It wasn't a lightning bolt from the sky. It was a homeopathic doctor who came into my life at the age of 24 when I was finally ready to be able to listen and hear something different from modern medicine and said, your liver is toxic. You need to eat clean, organic food. I'm like, what the heck is that? And of course, it used to be what our ancestors called food. <laughs> now we have to delineate, is it organic and non-GMO? 
And I made a switch in 1990, never looked back. And here I am at 57 running circles around myself in my 20s. And I'm not an anomaly. I think if you spend my experience, and this is what my mentor's experience was when I met him in his 60s, he was running circles around me in his 60s and I was in my 20s. So I thought, I want that. And there was a guy that was on death's door in his uh, 40s. So it was like a street cred scenario. I'm like, I can't argue that. This is pretty impressive. I want to know about it. So I, I took the took the journey into natural medicine, homeopathic medicine, things I'd never heard of as an American growing up in a medical family. And as I said, recovered, more than recovered, and found myself, you know, looking back and going, I got all my old age diseases out of the way first. Not that I want anybody to have an old age disease at any age. And recognizing that diseases of old age are wrongly considered that when they are diseases of toxicity and deficiency at any age, and they manifest differently depending on what age you are. Autism in children with the vaccine assault and heavy metal assault in adulthood or later years, we'll call it Alzheimer's, dementia, Parkinson's, all these neurological impacts due to what? The wrong kind of food, food that doesn't contain nutrients or does contain heavy metals, for instance, and what else? a lack of vitamins, minerals, trace elements, fats, all the things they tell us to fear. Oh, eat low fat. That's right. Remember that? We grew up, don't eat it, the fat. So the the decline of science at the FDA has become unmanageable. I just, I kind of laugh at it and I'm so kind of, okay, glad you're here. Welcome to the party, pal. What do we do then? Well, my suggestion is freedom. The answer to every question about what ails us is we are not embracing freedom as our prime directive, because in freedom, there is innovation. In freedom, there is communication. There is transit of information that, yes, of course, defies the narrative coming from a government that is completely owned and controlled more so than the military industrial complex owns and controls it by the medical industrial complex, which even owns the military industrial complex. It's fascinating to learn this and realize that we are being taken over not by tanks and bullets and guns, but by drugs and injections, declining our integrity, our genetic integrity, our physiological integrity, our ability to think clearly and critically, ask questions of those that they say we cannot ask questions of, the Fauci's of the world, for instance, just one small glaring example. So the decline of science at FDA unmanageable, it's been unmanageable for years, but it's by design, folks the capturing of that agency to eliminate all competition to petrochemical patent medicines that came about at the 1910 Flexner report that accredited only medical schools that taught patent chemical manipulation of the body as if we are drug deficient human beings. There's no such thing as a drug deficiency disease. There are certainly nutrient deficiencies. And with that, we, uh, launch into the show in earnest and talk about good news. I don't know if that is bad news or good news. What I just related to you, but It is news that you can use to improve your health, to stop relying on faulty oligarchical organizations, alphabet soup agencies that have not your interest at heart. In fact, they wouldn't know how to heal themselves out of a wet paper sack because even that is not evidence of a drug deficiency, whether there's drugs in it or not. So welcome to the Robert Scott Bell Show. For the first time, Justin Barkley, a fellow talk show host, talk radio guy, done extraordinary work and he's got a book out on good news and i i tend to sense that he's somewhat uplifting in the midst of a time where we need a little bit of upliftment justin welcome to the show appreciate it brother thank you man man it's good to see and hear that radio voice (laughs) hey you know uh you're just covering some stuff i think a lot of people are waking up to the 
you know, the, the truth on a lot of these things. I've, I've gone through that myself and in the book, <clears throat> talk a little bit about that. Part of it came from our, our journey with our, our daughter. She was born at, um, Oh, 27. Was it 27 weeks? Yeah. So we, we, sure, yeah. yeah, she, she was three months early. Mm. So we found ourselves, you know, from the day my wife waters broke water broke to, to the, day we we brought our little girl home in the hospital 77 days and in the NICU you know for most of that we were confronted with a lot of this stuff up close and personal because this happened all we thought hey it's a great idea let's have a kid let's have our first in the middle of all the chaos of 2020s (laughs) that's what we did wow that timing is something else and uh let me just ask briefly uh how is your daughter now Uh, uh what three years into it Perfect. She's great. Absolutely nothing wrong with her. Uh, just a blessing. I mean, God really, we, um, we definitely felt his hand on us that whole time. There was a bit of peace, you know, that, that um, beyond understanding, like the Bible says, I guess it really is hard for me, even me to explain that, to talk about it. And I talk for a living, but you know, yes. um, it's incredible, but we were in there with some really serious situations. Some other kids, and in fact, there was one little girl I talk about in the book who was right across from us, and in this big room, and there's little uh, kind of incubators, mm-hmm. is what they have for these kids that they're they're in. And um, she was across from us. She was born with her intestines outside of her body, mm-hmm. um, and all of the things that we watched her and some other families and folks go through um, really gave us a perspective to know that, Hey, we weren't really where we wanted to be, but yet at the Mm -hmm. same time um, we could be grateful that, uh, you know, for a lot of, a lot of things that are going. So I I just use that as perspective nowadays. And we see all the craziness that's going on in the world. It's, it's like, uh, well, you know, um, there are plenty of good things happening. And as much as the bad in what you just mentioned, and there's reality and truth to all those things that you mentioned, the good news on that is that people are waking up in like record numbers. We came face to face with it in the hospital, man. You wouldn't believe it. You probably would believe, but um, you know, the goal when you're in that situation is to get your child home. That's the goal. Yeah. We want to get home. Yeah. But we faced a fight near the end, and I didn't talk about it in the book, but it's just something that I've really become more vocal about and more aware of of since. Uh, We faced a fight uh, with one in particular, one doctor who was just pushing us on, Mm -hmm. you know, vaccinations and certain things. And I said, uh, one of the things they make you do before you can leave is you have to have a pediatrician. Mm -hmm. And I'm calling around at the time talking, trying to find, you know, cause we hadn't even thought we, I mean, we're, we're barely to that point. Well, well, well you yeah, know, where should we bring, even if you would have been prepared to having a three month premature birth and if you will, in the, in the hospital, it, it throws all plans. If even if you had them yeah. in a, Absolutely. you're just now in survival mode for months to get our baby that's home. That's and they exactly take, where we were. They take yeah. advantage of the trauma and do things in, yeah. Uh, to your credit, there must have been some strong, I believe, spiritual backbone to listen to the voice of God and spirit to say, hey, I want to protect my child. And it may not be the way the pediatrician's telling me I have to do it. Well, uh, that was definitely part of it. I can tell you that about a year or so before all of this, 
we had really both of us gotten decided to get a little more healthy and and pay attention to some of these things and um uh, we started seeing a chiropractor and watched a great movie you know the business of being born i think it was and yes um really opened our eyes to a lot of things and here we were face to face as they were like hey can we poke your kid and i don't even remember what it was about but i thought and i kept saying like you know realize we're just we want to get her home right now like that's our focus right now is to get her home. let's take a look at this later and they, they said well you know because well what if something happens you know <laughs> yeah. what i thought right and and they're like well then she'll be in the perfect place because she'll be right here and i thought see that's not the answer i want if, if you were going to tell me, hey, nothing's going to happen, no, that, that'd be another story. But they couldn't, and um, they weren't focused really on what we were, which is uh, we, we saw that kind of eye-opening experience with the medical field of the, you know, it's run by accountants and attorneys. Yeah. And as the nurses come in, we had a couple of different incidents. For the most part, we had a, a good, we had a really good experience, but uh, there were a couple of incidents where we would see that were just, checking boxes because they wanted to make sure they were counting the beans correctly or they weren't liable for something. And um, this was, like I said, this was eye-opening. Uh, thankfully, we found a really good doctor. Mm -hmm. uh, at the time, I was calling around for pediatricians. Everyone I called was like, you know, of course, we agree here to follow the CDC recommended guidelines for the schedule of blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. Well, I had just gotten a phone call from another really good friend of mine, and she called me um this is post-election and just freaking out i think it was it was even before uh inauguration before january 6th before all this she goes um this is really bad news my i won't tell you exactly who but it was a family member because mm -hmm. i don't want to give too much away but she said by a family member such and such is going to be named the head of the cdc oh my gosh and i'm like Oh, I, okay. She goes, it's really bad. You don't understand these people. They're just, and she went on to tell me like the background of it. And really essentially the essence was this person was being named the head of the CDC because of their, their history with making donations to the Democrat party. And so now in my brain, <laughs> this is what you have to understand in my brain. I'm going, yeah. as I'm calling around, these people are saying, so we, everyone here, all of our patients agree to, uh, go by the recommended schedule, the CDC for the, the and blah, 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 blah. So I'm thinking, oh, wait a minute, recommend. Okay, that's great. Uh, how do you know what is on the schedule, how it gets on the schedule? And how do you know mm -hmm. that there was no politics involved? Because after what we'd seen previously in that year, you know, and all the craziness that we've seen, all the just insanity. How do you know that? Uh, and none of them could tell you, but because of what I knew and what I was seeing play out right in front of me, I said, you know what? We're going to take a step back. We're going to take a closer look. And you know, even when you do that, even when you say, Hey, let's, let's, can, can we have some time to think about this? Can we, it's full court press. Yeah. And it's just like you said, all during 2020 can't ask questions. How dare you? Don't question the science. I am the science. Dr. Fauci wants to tell you, you can't even ask a single question. Um, it to me, uh, if it's, if you're truthful and you're honest and you're open about all these things, you would welcome yeah. people asking questions because then you could explain things and teach people and all. But we saw the exact opposite. And that's why I'm grateful for folks like you, because you've been waking people up for decades now and 
it's finally caught up. Reality has. Well, it's a fascinating journey being, you know, one of the few voices in the wilderness speaking out against. And one of the rare ones, I actually, you know, got traction in talk radio for many years and was a quote unquote allowed. I wasn't censored, although every once in a while, if, the, if uh, you know, the one time a Tylenol commercial came on and I told the syndicator, don't ever play that again in my show. <laughs> that was the one time I, I was a diva. Usually I'm like, I roll with it. I was like, no, no, no liver toxic drugs on my show. Uh, but, you know, being a freedom voice consistent with so many in talk radio that were successful, there was a blind spot I saw in almost everybody. And it was my blind spot much of my young life because I was raised pharmaceutically and medically. And I said, you know, if you're into freedom, you got to recognize these doctors, these agencies have all been captured and the conflicts of interest are very real. You can't dismiss them where you'd say, well, conflicts of interest are bad, but not here with the doctors, right? The first shot that they want to give your kid is a hepatitis B shot as if he's going to, or she's going to escape from the delivery room and run out and get a tattoo with a dirty needle. It's like, how often do you hear right. that? Happen? Uh, and and, and it, it contains aluminum. Of course, aluminum doesn't belong in the human body as aluminum in an organic sense where it comes from the ground. It's bound to silica. It's different. You know, we get into the chemistry of these things. But they inject this stuff and say, yeah, that's good. Now we have enough doctors and scientists and even published uh, literature showing how wrong that is as a, uh, you know, from the word go. Although many of those articles hit the journals and then they get retracted is because the pressure from the monetary support for those journals goes, you better pull this out or else uh, you're done. We're no more advertising for you. And then they have to go, how do we survive without it? So you see those conflicts of interest mean something. And so much of what we have witnessed in our lifetime was being blinded to authority and authoritarians, not realizing that they might not have held the mantle of science ever, even if they meant well, because the money flowed only to those that would study things that were allowed. This box, this is what you can study in here. You go out here, your money dries up. And there are uh, example after example in the years I've been broadcasting, but those were considered the extreme, the, uh, the quacks. They were all denigrated in mainstream media because the media was relying now on big pharma as well. And so I had to speak and try to explain this to people, but they were all still believing the lies because they, they, they gave up on freedom in that one area when it came to doctors and medicine, the blind spot. Now, again, to your point, it is shifting. God, thank you. A lot of people had to die and are dying still for that shift to occur. Maybe that's by design. I don't know. I'm not happy about it, but I am grateful, as you point out, that more people than ever in the freedom community, especially, are going, oh, my gosh, I cannot worship there anymore. And I, I'm sorry I ever did. And the doctors that are also acknowledging the wrongdoing, they didn't intend to, I believe, in the most for the most part. But there are some that are, are actually genuinely repented and are trying to make amends for all that they did, including the whole vaccine thing. Uh, so I'm grateful your daughter as well. And I acknowledge where modern medicine can excel to save lives when there's also no other way to do it. But then the other side of it is like, you better watch that child because they'll do some things that will destroy all the great work that they did to keep this child alive that wouldn't be alive. Absolutely. We saw it firsthand. And um, and I think there's still lots of good people uh, in those areas, although... <laughs> they're they're trash, many of them still, but... Many are trying to find a parallel system. That's what I'm hearing constantly now. I want to do what I know how to do, but I want to do it not because I'm controlled by others that want me to do what I know is, is wrong, but they have to kind of leave and kind of set up a new, a new way forward. That's part of the, you know, I mentioned the documentary Utah Safe and Effective. If any of y'all haven't seen it yet, it's a wonderful 
Um, it's very pointed and it's very well and heavily referenced. Everything is referenced. So if you have a doctor in your family, a scientist in the family, they can watch it and they'll have to acknowledge that this is not made up. This is not hyperbole or exaggeration. What we've gone through is revealing those conflicts of interest that resulted in damage, danger, death, and, and continues to do so for those that haven't seen what I think the message should be about what, what happened in COVID. You know, I, um, I, my eyes have been completely open and, uh, and it was, uh, like I said, it was, a uh, it was a wild time. I don't know how much I started to kind of ask. I've always been curious. So I've gotten in trouble for asking questions, but, um, when I was a kid, but you know, I, um, they came to me at one point uh, while I'm on the, the radio here and, uh, somebody, I'll just say it this way. I want to give the full detail on this, but somebody asked if I would be willing to take the Fauci ouchie, the hokey pokey, mm -hmm. the jab, if I'd be willing to take it, they would pay me. And then I would, you know, talk about it. Mm -hmm. And, um, I just, I said, you know, at the time I said, I just, I don't know if you're paying attention. Like if you listen to my show very often, because at this point I wasn't like outright saying, Hey, this is bad. You shouldn't do it. Cause I never told people what to do. I just didn't feel like that was my job. Mm -hmm. Here's what I would say. And this is, again, I want to warn folks if they're listening right now to be very careful. You're about ready to hear some extremist content. I would say, look, talk to your trusted healthcare provider about this. And I meant that because I don't know, it could be like, you know, we see, we have a chiropractor that we love, we see, mm -hmm. uh, could be a doctor. It could be a homeopath. It could be anybody. You may have a, like, we have nurses and people in our family that we, that we like to talk to about things, but I would say stuff like that. And then I would get this, just the backlash. Well, here's what I, I've seen the commercials, you know, that, come on and then you know ask your doctor if something this right pill or that pill is right for you and they've got people puppies frolicking through a meadow and there's people <laughs> rolling around on the ground with them and then at the end it's like may cause explosive diarrhea and blah 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 it's going and through all the <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah and then at the end they're like ask your doctor if this is right for you now that is a that's part of that's liability, but mostly that's marketing, right? No, Bring sure. this up with your doctor so that he can sell you on it kind of thing. Doctor, but I always thought okay to have explosive diarrhea out your yeah. ears. <laughs> I don't think I need to ask the doctor that question. I already know the answer. I, uh, but I always just thought like, why, why should I talk? I told, told people don't take your advice medically from me or any other talking head. Why would you do that? What do we know? None of us know anything about this. And furthermore, when I would, you know this, but in radio, like I really only try to endorse things that I, that I like, that I enjoy, that I've had a good experience with. Mm -hmm. um, I tend not to, cause it, cause it, you know, you, all you have is your word. Sure. So if you're telling people to go do something that you're not going to do or that, you don't really have any experience with, and it ends bad, poorly for them. Let's in this case, they die. Yeah. Uh, that's not good that I couldn't live with that. So uh, that, but that, that, that was wild to me is that I, they actually approached me and wanted me to. Yeah. Pay well, me. Now, how many people got paid? Oh, a lot. We know that. And that's where you start seeing the, again, the conflicts of interest. It's like we all in media, we know that, that the, the basic model is, you know, sponsorship advertisement. And, 
you tend to, you know, support. Now for me, it's, it's, it's very clear. It's like, if I'm not going to use your product or have a family member use your product, I'm not going to endorse it. It's just not happening. But that's, you know, a level of integrity that can only be identified over years of consistency. Cause your point is, you know, if, if somebody found out you were paid for something to do that you didn't believe in, it would, you know, whatever reputation you might've had to have integrity is gone. And so you, you've lost it much less the ability to look in the mirror and go, yeah, I like what I see. You know, I, I can, I can sleep well at night. Not everybody has that level of consciousness. Others will take drugs to mediate their guilt. And I, and I say that once you realize what we're talking about here in order to live that duplicitous life, you probably have to be on heavy medication of some kind, whether it's FDA approved or not, I'm not sure, but regardless, uh, you know, it becomes a problem. And, and by the way, another alliteration came to mind as you were talking about the, uh, the shot. I was like insidious injection. That's another one. Just write that down in everybody insidious injection. That's another thing that would, Oh, maybe I don't want that. <laughs> That's not so good, but yes, the journey that we're on, it's quite extraordinary. Uh, as I witnessed our willingness to abandon what we proclaimed as Americans to really embrace and love freedom, defense of individual liberty in the midst of what would cause us to give it up, you know, a declared war. Well, no, not even that. In some cases, there's some historical precedents where we've kind of fallen down our defense of individual liberty in those times, but it was the fear of germs. It is the fear of germs that causes people to go, okay, I like freedom, but not right now because it's just too scary. So government come in and do stuff. We know you're never going to back down from, from doing even more if we, if we give you this. But people would say, I'm not going to die on that hill. The mask is okay. And we find out all of these are done incrementally to eventually digitize our identity and lock us into central bank digital currency, for instance. And that currency that you think you're working for will be shut off when you don't get the next latest, greatest booster jab, for instance. And, you know, the manipulation control through our fear is the way it's done. And our fear of germs specifically is a vulnerability, even moving forward, if we still have it. Can you hear me? Something weird happened while I was gone and uh, while you were talking there. And I don't know if it like shifted our microphone or it did. It changed your microphone. Now I'm hearing it a bit tinny as if it's coming through something else. Yeah, I think the actual... It's this, by the way, this is not a, this is not a conspiracy, folks. Although I have <laughs> the tinfoil hat, <laughs> <laughs> I wear it proudly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, if it sounds weird, I think it's just it's coming out of my computer instead of the mic. Yeah, it sounds like your your computer mic is is kicked in, and your uh, really deep baritone radio mic is gone. I'm I'm taking the day off. I don't know what happened. The board died, so I don't I don't know. I probably can just. Uh, uh, plug it back in somehow if I get down there, but, uh, no worries, no worries. And, and listen, I appreciate you bearing with me as I, you know, unburden myself every day. This is kind of a catharsis for me to talk <laughs> about these things. And, and I know we've not connected before this show and I appreciate you so much and while all you're doing and, uh, your belief in, in freedom and your defense of it, as well as, uh, sharing your journey, you know, about your, your child and what it can mean to others that hear it how impactful that can be. And that's not you or me telling people what to do or what not to do. But by sharing our stories, we, we believe in the intelligence of folks that are actually listening to say, Oh, I can critically assess that, address that and try to apply it to my life and be better for it. Yeah. That's what I do every day. When I talk about these stories and I, I want to tell people the truth, the good, the bad, the ugly, plenty of that is good news. That's perspective. I'm going to find out when I, when I deal with these things, a lot of that's my faith, but, I just have this wacky belief again. I'm an extremist, you know, yeah. so you have to watch me. But like, I just feel like if you and I 
have the best information available to us for our family. We can make the best decisions for ourselves, our families, and we don't need other people somewhere off in D.C. or our state capital or even in Switzerland uh, where they all want us to eat the bugs right now. You know, like we, we, don't, we don't need those folks to tell us how to live our lives. Yeah, yeah, I could do the Swiss chocolate, but not with bugs. I'm sorry, that's not happening. <laughs> uh, Super Don, open up your microphone and see what you, you think is going on. Because you have a Roadcaster Pro like we do. Yeah, my, I think it died. I think there's a. I think there's a there's a little cord down here at the bottom that I just need to unplug or replug in. So okay. if you guys give me two seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go sure. ahead. I'll talk to Super I'll, Don. No problem. My producer. I'll be right back. We, we uh, have had experiences like that aplenty in radio and broadcasting here. Absolutely. Our show, two hours a day, six days a week, which, by the way, you can find if you're just tuning in for the first time at robertscottbell.com. And we are banned on YouTube, Spotify, and LinkedIn, but a lot of other places you can still catch us, podcast sites as well as Rumble. Uh, Rumble is the big one video-wise. Hello, Rumble. We are on Rumble. Howdy, Rumble. I like Rumble. Yeah. We've been doing well with it's that. It's kind of our new home, really. You know, we, we kind of roamed around... Uh, like like uh, talk radio no nomads there for for a while after we got banned on YouTube, which was yeah that sucked. Uh, but uh, Rumble Rumble seems to be pretty solid, and we've got a lot of people that watch us on there. So yeah, well appreciate that. By the way, for those of you who signed up for the newsletter, Super Don has sent three in a row out. It's three like, in a row. It's a miracle. How'd that happen? It's the Hanukkah miracle. Uh, Super Don three uh, <laughs> newsletters in a row. But you can sign up at robertscottbell.com or text two two eight. Two eight. That's the number to text two two eight two eight and put in RSB. My initials are. Or you could just say text RSB to two two eight two eight. Everybody understands what you're saying. Yeah, I'm confused by the whole thing. But hey, <laughs> hey look, I got Justin back. How's it going, Justin? Can you hear me now? Is everything All right. good? There we go. Yes, baritone sweet sounds. <laughs> to Justin Barkley back on the Robinson. What kind of mic? What kind of mic you got there? Let's talk shop for a second. This is a. Uh, That's uh, a Sure SM7B. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Right. Those yeah. are nice. I might pick one of those up at some point to try it out. Yeah. I, I, I don't know as much about the gear as I should. I know, you know, at the station, we use the, the RE20 there, which Robert RE20. has. Yeah. This one I got in 1999. It still works. Can you imagine? Isn't that something? Those things are workhorses, man. Yeah. And you could carry that around as a billy club and knock yeah, people out with heavy it. Deal. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you could. And if it's at a radio station, there's about five pounds of food packed into the grill. There yeah. you go. That's yeah. right. Try not to eat on, on the air for a number of reasons, including that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, goodness. All right. So how, tell, tell us, Justin, about your show for the Robert Scott Bell Show audience. How often are you on and how can they listen or watch and participate in all that you're doing? So you just you just mentioned being kicked off of YouTube. So I have been kicked off of YouTube. And all I do is I run every day. I do an hour show. Mm -hmm. And during the craziness of 2020, we would extend it because our governor, who's wacky, yes. would come out every day and say, I, uh, I, I think I'm going to open this today. I think I'm going to close this today. So we would tune in every day to see, like, what's mom going to tell us we can do today? <laughs> We're getting our marching <laughs> orders, right? And, uh, I mean, it was nuts here. She let us – you could go – out on a boat if there mm -hmm. wasn't a motor on the boat but what? if there was all bets are off you cannot go out 
Uh, it's kind of like COVID. Like when you went into the restaurant, like if you're sitting down, you can take the mask off. Everything's fine. No issues. COVID only flies at a certain mm-hmm. level. Oh, your head, yeah. That's why it's so bad on airplanes. You know, mm-hmm. people where the higher you go, the worse that COVID gets. Well, in the restaurants, I remember at least here it was if you were standing in line to get your food, you had to have a mask on. Once yeah. you sat down, you could take yeah. your mask off. That's it. Yeah. I mean, it's a kind, kind of like a non-smoking section in, in a restaurant. Remember how they used to have those where it was mm-hmm. this half of the restaurant, you don't smoke. And this one, you, yeah, because as those, if the smoke didn't travel, right? Those, those partitions, very similar as when you went to the grocery store, the plexiglass, save your oh, life. Yeah. yeah save absolutely. your life. So Mary, the, Mary, she, she, she watches you everything. And yet the, but the, but the petition's going to save you. <laughs> Justin, yes. Mary says she watches you every every morning. So tell me, what time yeah. in the morning, what time zone, and all of that? 9, uh, 9 a.m. Eastern is when the show goes live. We do a radio show that's an hour, but then I do an after show, mm-hmm. which is the show after the show. Very creative. I don't know. Uh, yeah, we have a bonus round that we don't have a time frame on after the two-hour show. We just kind of go, let's keep going until we are done. And every day it's like drinking from a fire hose. There's never enough time to get to everything. I think part of that's by design. You know, it's kind of keeping us distracted and focused on the shiny object. So we go from about, about like 9 to 11, mm-hmm. and we're, we're all over. Rumble, Facebook. In fact, we're on Facebook with this right now. Nice. Um, Simulcasting. Uh, I love it. We were able to, like, link in so that, that, that uh, Restream's got that really cool feature. So I thought, why not? So, uh, But you never know. Um We'll see we got three extremists here right now. Oh so. my gosh! Yeah, it was a great comment about from our friend Ula, who says your your hat goes well with the I identify as a conspiracy theorist. My pronouns are told you so. Yeah, <laughs> wow. I wanted to own this stuff, um, you know, because it, these are like names. They think that you're gonna, if we call you these names, that it, maybe it'll it'll make you back down. And I thought, no, you know, let's just own this stuff. Let's make let's have fun with it. So the tinfoil hat. We have various different. I have various different hats. I have one of those T-shirts. Mm-hmm. The first T-shirt I ever did was I need new conspiracy theories. All of mine have come true, <laughs> which <laughs> every day gets a little more, a little more real, doesn't it? Exactly. Let's see. We got uh, Judy saying, what happened to your child? This video didn't start at the beginning. Well, if you joined us late, you can always rewind it after the fact. Uh, this goes into archives immediately and then becomes a podcast as well. The Robert Scott Bell Show, robertscottbell.com slash listen. Live chat room there as well. And uh, I, yeah, as you said, Justin, about your, your you had a, your daughter was born prematurely by a number of months. And again, I acknowledge the miracles of keeping a child alive that's born too early. I would also acknowledge that many of the Causes for premature childbirth can be attributed to the lack of knowledge of doctors and true prevention and things that they might even do meaning well, creating scenarios like that. But uh, bottom line is they tried to target your child with, a, you know, a, 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 an injection that you decided not for us. And I've been pointing this out in immunology uh, for many years is a basic concept that a child doesn't have the capacity to even produce antibodies. Some would argue for the first year or two years, some have set up to six years, there's a limitation on antibody production. Of course, the holy grail of axonology is if we inject you, you'll get an antibody and you won't get get the disease, which in immunology, basically, it's not accurate either because you can have an antibody, still get the disease. You can not have an antibody and not get the disease. So the the immune system is way more complex that God gave us than Fauci, I am the science, or any doctor, pediatrician that now we realize had a significant conflict of interest to keep children on the CDC schedule based on bonuses that they would get upwards of 250 to $500,000 a year, depending on the size of the pediatric practice. 
So if you weren't going to go on that schedule or not at all on it, they wanted you out of the practice because it could harm their ability to hit the percentage. Over this percentage, you get the bonus. Under it, you get nothing. Can you get? Can you guys still see me? Yeah, you're frozen, you're, but uh, I can hear you fine. Because my computer, the screen just shut off. I don't know. Maybe. Uh-huh. There's see, I, I think there is something going on here. Oh, boy. I, don't know. I, I think I'm the, I'm the one wearing the real hat. <laughs> <laughs> because now my webcam looks like that thing's down, and then the screen's completely off, but I can still hear you. It makes uh, no sense to me. You know, what Anthony, I think Anthony Fauci's in your backyard cutting cables right now. <laughs> I am the science. Leave me alone. Wow. Well, Justin, you happen to stop and your face is frozen on a decent picture. I I mean, yeah, it's cool. good. I mean, it could be worse. Yeah. 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 You're good. So if, you, if you don't mind, we'll keep going because I'm enjoying the conversation. I wanted to ask you about uh, how you hooked up with Glenn Beck. Is it, is it true you sometimes will substitute host for him when he's on vacation? Is that what I read? Yeah, he uh, so when he goes Christmas and I think he's got some around the Fourth of July holiday, things like that. You know, when they go out of town, I, I uh, get the pleasure or honor of being able to fill in every now and then. And, uh, you know, it's a great time. I have a friend who works with Glenn since the beginning and mm-hmm. um, just, uh, you know, I didn't always used to do this. This I think share you and you probably get this, too, but like like the evolution you know my i used to be like a top 40 you know rock chuck you know different different to you know did morning shows and things like that kind of like glenn did at one point but i wasn't always doing talk radio and um i certainly was not talking about any of these serious i think substantive issues until about 2020 and that's that's when you know all the news started coming out i saw not to get too political but i saw you know, President Trump come down the golden escalator in 2015 and I watched the press coverage and then they would say that something happened here. And I'd say, wait a minute, I just watched that thing. And that's not what happened. Um, and it was, so it was this weird back and forth on. I noticed that a lot during COVID mm-hmm. during COVID. Well, you know, during that whole process, I just see that they'd, they'd come out and this story would be bad. And I would even interview the county health department director. He'd come on air. He's pretty open with me. And then. Uh, one day he just he just stopped coming on. I would invite him back on, but I mean, I, he's probably going to come on and admit he was wrong about masks. We did something else that was crazy. We had um, experts because you know I was told we were supposed to listen to the experts. Mm-hmm. So I had industrial hygienists, two of them that were right here in this uh, neck of the woods, trained by the government. In fact. Uh, to deal with all these things that would come out and and say things like, you know, that the masks don't work. And in fact, now we know there's some studies that say, that, hey, you know, we might even make things even worse if you think about it. Um, and there was one that masks, talked about masks and what it did to um, uh, pregnant women and, and babies. That really concerning. But they continue to mask people up, continue to try and mask. I mean, they still want, you still see people riding around. Um with with the masks on in their cars or walking the one i saw the other day was walking out in broad daylight in the open in the air with the mask on i thought to myself gosh i mean this is i really feel bad for these people i used to kind of laugh and and make but really i i feel bad for them because they are living in such a state of fear they've been gripped they're victims in this um it's it's horrific but these two individuals would come on the industrial hygienists and they would talk about all this stuff and they say no no here's the studies in fact you would get doctors to come on now doctors you got to listen to your doctor the doctor would say this was crazy we wear well why do we wear masks in the 
operating room. And then they would say, well, you know, our profession, the industrial hygienists are, are we're the people who tell the doctors what to wear and what to do. This is, this is our field. The doctors wear masks in the, uh, in the surgery to, to stop any, any, anybody from getting infected, like, you know, spit coming out of their mouth or something like that. And on top of it, mm-hmm. these rooms have are special uh, have special HVAC systems that are pressurized and and uh, can push yeah. that air into this. So they can breathe better in their mask and whatnot. You're not accounting for that. And I'd I'd ask the health department director about things like this, and mm-hmm. they just they didn't they didn't have answers for some of these things. And I'd say, how many of you, these people you see walking around with the mask on? How many of you think are are effectively wearing them? You know. How many of you think that are actually, you know, they're not going to infect themselves or anybody else by touching them? And then, you know, the other thing is when you saw them like thrown on the ground and, and well, this isn't really, uh, you know, these are biohazards, right? What We're not really effectively disposing of these in a correct way. So I don't know. I just had all these questions during that whole process. And that's kind of where. I started sharing more and and digging in and and looking at the truth and and uh, and allowing others to come on and and ask those questions, and it's still to me. And I've lost. I don't want to say friends because I don't know if they were really friends in the sure. first place, but you know, people, associates, colleagues, people in the business or whatever, sure. that uh, that just completely, you know, they they are they're hooked and they're they're not. Uh, and they, they won't question it. And um, yeah, they're, they're, they're mainlined, man. They're, they're yeah. on the IV, but it's not giving them anything they need. Super Don, would you say that our new friend, Justin Barclay is exhibiting anti-science aggression tendencies? Peter Hotez would not be impressed. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. You're, you, you are considered dangerous. You know what I am? I oh, to yeah. be honest with you. I am anti-scientism. Exactly. I am anti the worship of this is a new cult. This is a new religion. Mm-hmm. They have them. I call Fauci the high priest of health, yeah. patron saint right. of pandemics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you that know, is, yeah. he is you, you Anthony of Wuhan. This is this. I mean, we have to call it like it is. Th- this is not. Uh, this isn't really science. You know that. I mean, science is a completely different. And I know very little from what I got in in, in school and. You know, I took a little physics and a little chemistry and, and not, a, I mean, obviously wasn't any good at them, but, you know, cause I ended up going into radio, but, um, you know, this whole idea of science is to ask a question. I got a question. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Let's see what the answer is. Let's do some tests. Let's figure it out. I got a hypothesis. I got it. Let's see. So, but these guys don't, they don't, they, 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 they will not give in. Uh, to their edicts of the day and whatever that might be when it comes to science, mm-hmm. scientism, yeah. they demand you worship right. at that altar. And if you don't, boy, the, the penalty is, is so you are, you are excommunicated. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Mm-hmm. So Jeff, more evidence again, those without a medical degree, have the capacity for critical thinking skills to become more scientific than the doctors who are, foisting and injecting these things that have no valid, let's say, scientific study to back up the claims of safety and efficacy. I come back to the documentary. I'm urging everybody that's tuning in for the first time to hear and see what we're talking about. Uh, Watch and share this film that I helped put together. 
a great team from the Health Independence Alliance called Utah Safe and Effective. Go to utahsafeandeffective.org. And it's very clear and cogent. We interview, I interviewed a bunch of people who were injured by the, the COVID injection. And beyond that, went into the science associated with conflicts of interest, how all of these things worked against any actual science being conducted that resulted in, of course, needless suffering and death. That the good news, if we can say that, is as we talked earlier, Justin, that people are becoming much more aware of that, which some of us like homeopaths like me were like denigrated and called names simply because we never bought into the, you know, the, the, the belief system that we are all drug deficient and that the FDA is actually engaged in scientifically validating safety and efficacy. No, they're corrupted. There's conflicts of interest and that matters. It matters in most of your dealings in business. Why doesn't it matter in medicine, which is big business? You're 100%. 100%. Hey, do you have my webcam now? Yes, but your microphone went bad. <laughs> now the microphone's bad. <laughs> we can get the, the, the visual, not the audio, the audio, not the visual. I'm glad this is not your show because I wouldn't want this to happen to you there. We can laugh about it. Everybody there would go, I'll never listen to you again. We won't want that to happen. Which I'm certain they wouldn't do, actually. I promise you, there he's if, back. Yeah. If, if you listen to my show, there will not be mm-hmm. uh, as many of these technical issues. But uh, but but you know, hey, if there is, we just keep having fun. You just roll it. Right. We got to laugh at it again. There are times when it's a tragedy, and we must laugh in the face of these tragedies uh, in, in broadcast media. And I'm still not. I'm not. You know, Fauci was here. He went to Michigan State University. Mm-hmm. He did the. Uh, he should be in handcuffs in an orange jumpsuit, but instead they had him in a robe that I think they, uh, he gave this, the commencement speech. So I'm still not sure he didn't have something to do. Cause you know what he said there when they interviewed him, mm-hmm. and this is just what the who just said, yeah. you know, the pandemic is over. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And water is wet. We appreciate the update. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> clarity. Fauci, Fauci, go, well, wait a minute. Cause they said, wait, cause it, you know, this, this, they said the, it's over. And he goes, what, 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 what? There may be, Another variant that maybe another time, you know, Anderson, I got to tell you, he's always talking Anderson Cooper for some reason. Anderson, you know, the fact of the matter is could be problematic. So I'm not uh, because he's he's been here. He's been laying the groundwork that little mm-hmm. mole. He may, in fact, have been, you know, burrowed into to my yard somewhere here. And I don't know. Uh, it, would, it would make some sense. <laughs> it make more with- sense than the, what we've been through the last few years. That's for sure. Yeah, that is definitely sure. Uh, we've got a lot more healing to go on the Robert Scott Bell Show. If you're just tuning in, Justin Barkley is our guest, and he's got a book on the good news. Uh, it's There it is, uh, Good News, Hope, and Encouragement for Trying Times. And we certainly need some of that. We try to bring it every day a little bit, too. Um, occasionally, we remember to do Thankful Thursdays, but every day there's there's something you can find to be grateful for. And even in the midst of suffering, I'm grateful for the suffering I went through because it brought me to where I am today which is, you know, to help people and in, in, in empower them, if you will, to, to get well and stay well, to recognize that they're not suffering from an FDA-approved pharmaceutical drug deficiency. Uh, nutrient deficiency, yeah. Toxicological burden, yeah. These are basics, but we've missed the basics for so long, and it's time to come to our senses. And if they're not going to correct their, their own behavior, then we go out and do it ourselves, and we don't ask permission because it's not required. I love it. I love you guys are waking people up and I think more people are open to that now, but we continue to move down that path. Um, you know, I, I, I do think, um, 
we are going to see, you just mentioned earlier in the show, this parallel sort of economy, parallel maybe health, uh, medical, whatever it might be. I have a friend who's one of my good friends is our chiropractor. He's actually working. And th this thing is waking so many people up, the people inside the the beast of that healthcare system um, that they just, maybe they weren't as vocal, but they were quietly very concerned behind the scenes and wanted to do things. And he's seen people eject themselves, not inject, but he checked themselves from the the hospitals and in, in some of these places where that none of these the, these things make any sense any of this and, and they all know it so that's the other weird thing they all know this stuff doesn't make secretly they kind of know right like oh wait a minute this none of this sounds right and yet they weren't vocal because they had them in the golden handcuffs and not all the student debt and things like that that they just could not break free of some of them though have decided and most of these people i found at, there's a there's a thread of faith i want to talk to yeah. people like dr peter mccullough and i remember i asked him the first time i asked him anybody this question you know i'm just seeing a lot of people stand up i just wondering does your faith have anything to do with that and he just yeah i went into it and i thought man but that's what that means faith is the absence of fear you actually have courage you can be brave. You can stand up because you're you're not making decisions based on the you know the here and now. You're not making decisions based on the natural. You have a supernatural perspective on life, and you 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 have a sense that there's something bigger than you out there. I just talked to Riley Gaines, who is speaking of science, mm -hmm. very she's right now very much. She's supposed to be in dental school right now, but very bright young woman, and uh, she's having to stand up and say, hey. And I asked her the same question, and she said, yeah. So there's this thread of faith that kind of just woven through all of it. But I will tell you, um, I can't wait because I think we're getting shaken up here. And some of this can be really good because now we've got an opportunity to really make a decision. What are we going to do? Well, my friend who's got is the chiropractor. He's starting this new organization. And they, matter of fact, they just got the keys um, they're going to open up this facility. It's called a garden. They're going to have complete holistic, you know, he's got the chiropractor. He's got folks that are doctors that are going to come in and, and, and work as well. They're going to have food there, real food. Is this in Michigan? It'll be in Michigan. Yeah. And his goal, it's called the garden. He wants to open them all over the world. Um, and I'm sure it's not, he's like probably not the only one doing this. I think. No, a lot of, a lot of them, similar things. Uh, thematic elements are emerging and business plans are emerging. Clinics are trying to, you know, it's so um, antithetical to what we've seen in our lifetime in terms of yeah. how medicine and other things, healthcare was delivered that, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's redefining it. And many of these organizations are being set up under private membership kind of organizations, PMAs mm -hmm. or associations, because they're trying to move, remove themselves as they should ex yeah. extricate is the big word uh, mm -hmm. from the public health sector where they come in with all their rules that make no sense and make people sick, in fact, and, and much worse. And this is a, a great innovation, and it harkens back to the origin point of America, where we didn't look to government to wipe our bottoms as, right. as, as it's happened. And we recognize, as I've said, if we abolish the FDA today, more people would live tomorrow. And people go, what are you talking about, Robert? The FDA protects us. I'm like, look, Go to the peer-reviewed medical literature and you'll find that between 106,000 to 784,000 Americans die every year, just Americans, due to FDA-approved pharmaceutical drugs, delivery systems, even properly administered, prescribed, and ingested. And you're like, 
what, you know, tell me another industry that could be on the top 10 list of deaths caused that would, <laughs> would exist another day without congressional hearings. And you'll find out who owns Congress. And with rare exception, of course, and, and I, I want to mention my friend Jonathan Emord, if you've not met him yet, he's running for the United States Senate in Virginia to defeat Tim Kaine, the Hillary Clinton lackey. And uh, he's doing extraordinarily well in the primary season, and uh, he appears regularly on this show, and I think you'd enjoy him immensely. He's a guy, Ron Paul has endorsed him, just to let you know, and Ron Paul doesn't endorse many people. Uh, a guy that clearly is not uh, purchasable. He's not for purchase. And he wrote a lot of the legislation for Ron Paul when he was in office on freedom and constitutional issues. So there are good people attempting to go into government at various levels from local to that level. And I don't say that that changes everything immediately, but I want good people that have a sphere of influence to impact them and uplift and give strength to those that are on the border, on the edge that would come on over. You know, not everybody's the trailblazer and willing to do it first, but you get people like that in there. People are emboldened to stand for freedom again, and maybe we can put this beast back in its cage. That's my hope, too. You know, the other thing I'll tell you is that I'm watching this issue. Uh, there are a lot of opportunities for folks, in fact, to be united, both left and right on the political spectrum. They are with this uh, with this particular issue. Uh, you know, say maybe not everybody, but you got folks like uh, RFK, who is. Okay, yeah running to now become the the a democrat nominee and there's a whole that's what takes us whole down a whole nother road on whether they're going to actually allow him to speak and allow him to debate isn't that something and um you know but th this is this is wild to me because we're watching up here where i'm at in michigan we've got a um chinese uh company that wants to put a battery plant in electric vehicle battery plant and um, folks on the right are concerned about national security issues. There was just a spy balloon or two that floated over the country. So they're concerned about that because this company has links to the Chinese communist party and it's in their articles of uh, uh, association. And uh, then there are folks on the left that are really concerned environmentally about, wait a minute, uh, this is right in the middle of pure Michigan farmland, 500 acres what happens if some of this toxic material gets out and gets into the, the yeah. watershed? It's just going to contaminate all the, the well water. It's, I mean, we're just, you know, feet away from the Muskegon River, which goes then into the Muskegon watershed and into the uh, Great Lakes, into Lake Michigan. And, and you could contaminate drinking water for millions of people. Yeah. Um, so there are people coming together, both right and left, to look at these things. I think they're starting to realize that, and I, I continue to say this daily, is, your, your neighbor is not your enemy. That's Correct. not, that is not the situation. Now I know we're constantly being divided and distracted and because that's the way that you, you'd conquer some, that strategy is age old, but at the end of the day, that is not, that's not what it is. We, we, um, I think we need to, we need to recognize that. I do think some of this fight is spiritual. I, I you know, I'll say that is, is, uh, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. I think there's a big part of it. That's, that's, but, People need to understand um, that we got to get out of our, our echo chambers. We got to get out of our silos and we're going to have conversations with as many yeah. people as we can about this stuff. Amen, brother. I mean, that's the thing. When we were meeting together during the three years of COVID, create two and a half, whatever, it was with MDs, DOs, DCs, NDs, homeopaths, nurses, herbalists, lay healers, all coming together and nobody looked at one another as superior to another. 
although we did acknowledge that the doctors screwed up royally for years and they're the ones that need to make amends. But at the same time, there wasn't con condemnation. It, they were there to learn too. Now they realize hey, what we know, we don't know. And so that was the opportunity to come together. And, and that's been the, the very thing they didn't want to have happen, which is why the message was hide, stay in your house, separate, don't connect, don't, don't converge. Don't even have a barbecue with your neighbors. Don't talk to, I mean, that is how they stayed apart. Yeah. And thank God for those circles at the grocery store and the, the, the arrows that told us which way to go, because I don't think we'd be here. Yes. All right. I was wearing Michelin man costumes so no one can come near me. No, I mean, the absurdity of it was something yeah. that needed to happen, perhaps to wake us from our drug induced stupor on all of these issues. But to your point, I agree hundred percent. I think people are realizing it. When you have the opportunity to get together, do it. And especially when they say don't do it is when you most need to in the same way when they say you can't question the science, whatever they're pointing to as unquestionable is the very thing you should be most questioning. Uh, and uh, I hope that message has gotten through. To many it has, and I know there's a lag there for others that are just operating still in fear. Uh, but I appreciate you know your strong message and your willingness to communicate your journey. That's what we need to do. We must tell our stories. And in that way, we come together and realize, yes, we have more in common than we have that divide us, including on the environmentalism issue, because we those that control the narrative in the media on environmentalism will completely ignore what you point out, toxicological disasters, you know, whether it be East Palestine, et cetera. And only when they reference things like global warming, cooling, climate change, which really is questionable at its very root. Uh, and even though Bobby Kennedy believes that CO2 apparently somehow warms the planet, uh, he's not someone that also disavows the knowledge that it really is the toxicological burdens that are the issue and that the climate uh, emergency uh, narrative is a captured also thought form. Uh, so he's not lost in it as much as he has that leaning because he's got street cred on environmentalism, actually cleaning up waterways, which both left and right would like to have clean water. Absolutely. So, yeah. I mean, this is. It's crazy to think that that we that we don't that we're so different on these issues. We're really not. And and I think what I've seen, they'll use different language. Maybe the folks conservative on the right will say, hey, um, we really would like to see, uh, you know, bec everyone become good stewards. We're good stewards of our uh, of our land. We're good stewards of are natural resources. These are God given. And so we want to make sure that we're taking, because we're supposed to tend the garden. That's why we're here. Right. Mm -hmm. Did my camera go out again? <laughs> yeah, you froze up. This time oh, your eyes are closed in prayer and you're talking as well. So it's I, have, I have no idea eyes. what's going on today, guys. I apologize. I do. I, I do a lot of this stuff from, from, uh, from my home studio. I, I, I've never had this happen before. Well, this kind of collaboration must be stopped. We can't have That's Justin right. and RSB hanging out at ever because it's just too powerful, <laughs> too dangerous. But, yeah, That's what we're seeing here. But again, the good humor, I appreciate it. Uh, we just have to laugh through these things. Hey, Super Don, uh, can, while he's fixing his camera, maybe can you show our website real quick for everybody so they can navigate it? Uh, it's different. It's low key. It's low tech, even though it's on the internet. Uh, if you go to robertscottbell.com, you can sign up for the newsletter here as well. Uh, you can see today's show notes, which include a picture of Justin uh, and a little bit of the topics. And we go through the, the news. You can watch us on Rumble and you can see the things that are linked in on the right hand column are things that we utilize and support and that support us just like anything. You can click on those, learn about them. Great discounts available to you for products and services and um, their upcoming events. I think the upcoming events tab is a lot of fun. I don't know if Justin or you're going to be at, at some of these events coming up, but 
my gosh, there's some really, really good ones. Uh, Dr. Moore is being persecuted and prosecuted by the federal government because he responded to the needs of his patients. Parents were bringing children to him and say, hey, these kids are not going to be able to go to school or participate in events unless they get the shot. We know the shot's dangerous. Can you give them the shot but not give them the shot? And apparently, allegedly, he did that. And so government's going after him for disposing of government property illegally or something uh, and conspiring in some way. But it was completely protecting these kids. And he's a hero, not a criminal. But again, that's ongoing. There's an event coming up below that. You'll see Super Don. We got the Spellers movie, which is a fantastic movie about the ability of even children severely into the autism spectrum have an ability to communicate like you didn't realize. Uh, great film that's being shown around the country. Uh, we have the Advanced Medicine Conference in St. Louis, Missouri, coming up with Dr. Batar, who we had on yesterday or the day before. It was great. You, you guys want to go to that RSB discount code. The We the Patriots USA National Conference in Boise, Idaho. I'll be there for that event June 2nd and 3rd. Hey, and those two gals right in the middle. Yeah. Those two, Maggie, Kristen, Maggie Kelly, and Tammy Clark, those are the two industrial hygienists wow. that I put together. By the way, yeah, you can blame me. Oh, They're like the dynamic duo. They're double trouble. You'll get a chance to meet them. Oh, I can't wait to meet them. They have them on the show as well, based on your recommendation. They sound They're awesome. You, would you really would love them. And, and Kristen's doing a podcast with the We the Patriots folks who have done, you know, they're, they're doing some amazing stuff. Yeah, looking forward to that. And then what's after that, Super Don, real quick? Let's just go through it. We'll knock it out. Uh, Real Solutions for Healthy Living. That's uh, Loveland, Colorado, a day-long event, uh, the 24th of June, I believe it is. So I'm seeing there. And then below that, we have a very special event, an RSB Family Union, first ever. Leslie, who hosts the podcast, uh, Stay at Home Mom, or Stay at Home Mom, on the Robert Scott Bell Podcast Network, uh, is hosting a family union on her homestead with her husband and six children, six girls, and we're going to be doing food, family, campfire music, July 14th, 15th, and 16th, Southwest Missouri. Then we've got the Maho event, Summer Splash for the Health Food Store Industry in Columbus, Ohio in July. We've got the Cancer Control Society. That's uh, Labor Day weekend in Glendale, L.A., California. I'll be speaking there and broadcasting from that event. They've been doing it for 48 years. This is the 48th annual event. And, of course, not approved by the FDA. Uh, Red Pill Expo, G. Edward Griffin, August 12th, 13th, Des Moines, Iowa, coming up. Very excited. Uh, we're going to have Ed on soon as well. Biomed Expo in Las Vegas. I'll be speaking and uh, moderating some panels there. Then we've got the Your Health Freedom Symposium in September. Oh, I'm sorry, October 6th and 7th in Utah. Uh, we got the Trinity Health Freedom Expo. That's outside of Chicago. One of the most extraordinary events uh, we ha have every year. And uh, thanks to Trinity School of Natural Health, trinityschool.org. And so that's just a smattering of a few things with more to add to the mix, Justin. I don't know when I'm enjoying May. I'm at home most of the time, uh, which uh, travel season hits and you're like looking back and going, where's home? <laughs> so I don't know if you got any events coming up that you can let us, our audience know about too. I'll be going to the lake quite a bit this summer. Nice. Uh, everyone is invited. Yes. I don't have any made, major events like that, um, uh, but it, I love that. And it, you got some really good ones up there. I think it's great, uh, crucial for us to come together and things like that. Um, that's where you're really going to meet people that are going to push things forward for you, uh, open your eyes to a lot of things. You're going to get great relationships, connect with people, and yeah. take that information on and then use it in real life. I am a big fan of that stuff. Yeah, and of course, when you're on the lake, only in a rowboat can you take your mask off. That's right. <laughs> Don't want to contaminate the fish. Oh my gosh! Just you know, they can get COVID. That's some of the things about the animals that could get COVID in the zoo was was really, boy, that was really wild. Watching some of that. Yeah. Do you see that they they uh, they they got rid of the jab? 
they got rid of it. Oh, did, was it a CDC pronouncement or who else pronounced? Yeah, it? the CDC mm-hmm. and and Johnson and Johnson are getting rid of the Johnson and Johnson jab. So now you can only get the mRNA. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so, abject failure in terms of safety and efficacy. Again, check out the documentary we mentioned earlier. Uh, yet they hinge their entire future, if you will, on the profitability of rapid to market mRNA injections. Uh, they want a universal flu shot. We pointed that out they're over testing the years. that they're they're starting to test that now. They want fifty people, is what I read today. Mm-hmm. Thinking, who is going to volunteer for that at this point? Uh, someone who hasn't been paying attention at all, and I feel bad for them uh, in in where this is turning out. But they suppress all the information of any untoward effects so that they can still bring it to market and have the FDA rubber stamp it, as well as the CDC. Rochelle Walensky, who's retiring, to probably go to work for some big pharmaceutical firm, like they all end up doing. Yeah, that conflict of interest and revolving door is very real as it affects the health of everyone that follows their edicts uh, that don't carry the force of law in reality any more than the emergency uh, authorization did in terms of a mandate. But the, uh, you know, the illusion of the mandate caused a lot of people to go down that road and and be harmed or killed by it. And I don't want to see that ever happen again. Yeah, I had uh, someone real close to me who is uh is still required to wear a mask and an N95 at that at, in a healthcare setting. And I told her, I said, uh, as this was all cool, they, they were coming down to the deadline. And um, she said, I think I got to do this. I've got it. And I, and I was like, don't, don't. They did. They tried to pull that with us to our company, the company I work for. Mm-hmm. Big company. Thankfully, I, I got the sense that they didn't really want to do it. And they kind of said, yeah, we're going to do this. And then it just kind of fell. It kind of fell apart. And I didn't. I just said, well, I guess I'll just uh, do my show from home. I don't work for you guys anymore. We'll figure it out. I had, you know, I just had ideas, that, you know, different things that we could do. Mm-hmm. And most, I guess most people don't, and we're not thinking that way, but I, I, um, I really hate that this, that, uh, that, people felt like they had to go through this and many people yeah. did. And unfortunately, uh, suddenly unexpectedly, we've had many folks have issue after issue and continue to see things that again, we can't, we can't talk about this now. None of this is, we can't, we can't discuss this. You, you, mm-hmm. you see him, a guy, you see somebody, you know, all those guys, the soccer players just collapse like healthy individuals just collapsing on the soccer field um, never no. before happened in history that and then all of a sudden it's just happening ah yeah it's just just a coincidence well that's what they call sudden adult death syndrome especially among the healthy and most fit um you know these are all uh, explanations to keep you from looking at the obvious they they they've jabbed us to death even before mrna injections again now more people than ever doctors included looking back at the entire vaccine schedule and say, I wonder if they lied to us about that, which was my journey. You know, I just happened to get there a little sooner because of my illnesses and ailments brought me there. So uh, yeah, we've gone over time with you, Justin, but I've enjoyed having you on. And uh, one last shop talk question. You're so crisp in terms of that green screen background, whatever you do, I got to know how that it's, you know, normally you see the fade in and fade out whatever you're doing is amazing. You want Robert, to- that is not a green screen. Yeah. This is one of the behind that, the scenes. What is that? It's a TV. That is crazy. That's so much better than the green screen technology. Maybe I just, I just, you just need a giant TV. Yeah. It's just, a, yeah, I don't know, 65 inch or something. I just put it close to me and then, yeah. you know, 
had too much fun with you despite all the hiccups and and, and Fauci glitches. The green uh, screen didn't didn't mess up. Did no, really well there. Yeah. Well, thank I, you. I, I the, I'm the, I'm like the wizard though. I'll show you what's behind the curtain. I know we don't mind either. <laughs> we love doing that, but uh, we can't. We're not pretentious like some, but not you, of course. Uh, you are uh, uh, genuine, and I appreciate you. And it's so great to connect with you anytime we can connect. Happy to do so. Absolutely, and I'll have to get you uh, on the show too. And we'll, uh, you know, we'll. I would love to hear your perspective on some of this from from what you've seen and and what your expertise is. Uh, I think it's very beneficial, and we all got. I mean, the people that are in this this movement for freedom and information, we've got to make sure that we are connected and networking, and uh, that's very valuable. Oh man, well, so happy to to connect with you anytime. I'll be happy to join you on your show as well, and you're welcome back here as well. And thank to all the, the folks that are fans of Justin joining us on the simulcast. You're welcome here anytime as well. I think there's a lot of uh, good cross-pollination occurring because there's good people putting the word out. And, uh, again, glad to connect, Justin. Thank you for being here. You got it. Thank you, guys. God bless. Check it out, justinbarclay.com. It's linked up in the show notes at robertscabell.com. We've gone over, but we have the freedom to do that. We'll be back after the top of the quarter hour break. <laughs> I don't know where we are, but regardless, the power to heal is still yours. <laughs> Well, that was a great first hour and then some. Uh, we held them over uh, a while there, but enjoyed thoroughly our our new friend here on the Robert Scott. But making new friends all the time. It's a it's a good thing. It's a happy thing. It's a wonderful thing. Check it out at robertscottbell.com. Thanks, Justin Barclay, for being with us. Hour one. Super Don. Uh, I don't know if it's good or bad to know that we're not the only ones that have occasionally technical issues. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I felt his pain. Right? Um, yeah. <laughs> Just got to laugh. Gotta if you've been laugh. watching this show for any period of time, you know. <laughs> it, can, it happens to the These things happen. Yeah. But he kept rolling just like the professional that he, he is. Roll right through it. I was very impressed. Uh, a lot of fun. He definitely has a voice for radio, doesn't he? Oh, totally. He's yeah. got that thing. I don't even know if there's like a name for it, but it's just kind of a, well, you know. And yeah. You should come up with a name for it. Coin the phrase. <clears throat> I used to be able to do that a lot better when I was a smoker. Oh, isn't that interesting? Yeah, I can't can't really make that sound anymore like I used to. But well, one thing I want to uh, mention at the top of this hour or halfway through it uh, is uh, our friends at Nutritional Frontiers that offer wonderful products. So many of which we use here on the Robert Scott Bell Show and my family and otherwise uh, the DMG I mentioned. Uh, the NRDMG, uh, which is a lozenge form of uh, uh, dimethylglycine. And I just sent the super on it at Dr. Judy's uh, website. She has the book about it that was written, uh, I don't know, not too long ago called Building Wellness with DMG, How a Breakthrough Nutrient Gives Cancer, Autism, and Cardiovascular Patients a Second Chance at Health. And that was written by Roger V. Kendall, PhD. And now, whether you read the book or not, I just wanted to give you options to understand how this ingredient DMG is, is pretty darn amazing more than what I'm using it for, because I, I just, you know, was, you know, watching the exposure to uh, uh, glyphosate everywhere and wondering how the heck do we counter it? And just on that alone, it's worth the price of admission and more. So if you go to uh, nutritionalfrontiers.com, 
and you find the inner DMG, they also have a liquid form, but if you travel a lot, the lozenges are great. And if you have inadvertent exposure, even the organic food is not as clean as it once was. I acknowledge that. Uh, so it becomes a preventive maintenance for us here. And that's, we've integrated that as well as other things. You can use the code RSB15, RSB15 to get 15% off, even when it goes on sale and other things go on sale. Also from Nutritional Frontier, certified organic U.S. grown hemp CBD products. This is a, a mint, this is a two ounce bottle. Uh, I love it. It's clean, uh, validated to be so, and uh, available at cbdnf.com. Again, 15% discount with an RSB15 code. And I thank Nutritional Frontiers for that. Also, for those of you looking for a supercharged antioxidant options and experience, you know about Folium products by now, I hope. FoliumPX.com. Uh, the Folium PX is the starting point. Then you add in the Folium uh, PX uh, Immuno as well as the Folium PX um, Relax, if you will. And uh, these are things that are just extraordinary. My mom at 89, I can't wait to see. She's going to be flying in for my daughter Ariana's graduation soon. And uh, there's foliumpx.com. Use the code RSB10. And in fact, I'm going to be re recording a conversation coming up with G. Edward Griffin about the upcoming Red Pill Expo that I'll be speaking at and emceeing in uh, Des Moines, Iowa in August. And you'll hear G. Edward Griffin talk about Folium PX too. Again, another octogenarian plus benefiting from Folium PX. So check it out, foliumpx.com. Remember the code RSB10 to get a 10% discount as you move on forward to health and healing here. And I'm glad to bring that good news to you all the time. Uh, real quick, there's a concern for uh, U.S. healthcare workforce shortage. They say we don't have enough doctors. Dude, you have plenty of doctors. You have more doctors than you need. It's unfortunate you have the wrong kind. What do I mean by that? Yeah, we have enough medical doctors to go around. Well, some would argue, well, no, we don't. There are a lot more sick people that need that. But as I said from the slogan on the T-shirt, maybe Lori Harvey will produce this. Eat whatever you want. We have a pill for that, which basically is indulge your wildest dreams of eating garbage and toxic poison and waste and, and call it food. And then come to me, the medical doctor that's uh, trained and licensed to give you a toxic pill to suppress the symptoms caused by eating garbage as food or worse than garbage, not in the natural garbage that could break down, you know, the bioaccumulation of toxic poisons. And so the need for doctors is an artificial need outside of, again, surgical interventions due to accidents or other things. And as we talked uh, with uh, Justin last hour about uh, his, his daughter being born three months premature, they're very impressive, the technology available to keep a child uh, coming out of mommy way too soon alive. At the same time, they still wanted to you know, inject aluminum containing toxic poisons like hep B vaccine. So you, you get, if, if I acknowledge something good, I have to acknowledge also there's something that you got to be careful about when you're in there to get out safely. Uh, so we need more doctors perhaps, but we need the kind that can actually teach you. Doctor means teacher, teach you how to heal yourself, teach you how to live preventively. And prevention doesn't mean toxic injections or drugs. Prevention means giving the body everything it needs and helping the body remove that which it doesn't. And of course, finding your passion in life, your mission, your purpose, because as your mind and body, well, the spirit, all of that connect, connects and meshes together, any one of those out of balance can create physical maladies. Emotionally, you know, if you're down emotionally, that can affect your human physiology and animals can feel it too. But the point is it's all connected. And that's why Trinity School of Natural Health is doing such great work and has for decades as well. 
to bring body, mind, spirit education back into the mix. And yes, if you're a medical doctor, yes, if you're a nurse trained allopathically, you can come through the Trinity programs and you'll be much more valuable to your community. And even I would argue and dare to say even than a surgeon in some cases, because we might preclude the need for surgery in most cases outside of, again, emergency trauma, you know, bullet holes, that kind of thing. And what you'll say, well, what about congenital defects? Well, same thing I would argue in epigenetics is that the exposure to environmental toxins and poisons, including drugs during pregnancy, other things like that can manifest as the birth defects that then they come in as medicine doctors going, oh, we can fix that surgically. But would that have happened were it not for the exposure? Again, I bring those things up for your consideration. We have enough doctors. We just have the wrong kind and the ones that are actual doctors. Maybe they don't, they're not MDs and DOs or even sometimes DCs, but they have the ability, the capacity to bring healing, bring the power to heal back to your body. They're often not molecular reductionists, although they could have some semblance of that in, in their training. But we have plenty of people that can help you to heal but they're just not sanctioned and approved by your government, the government that has been purchased and owned and controlled by a pharmaceutical monopoly and a medical monopoly. And in freedom, we can, we can work our way out of this. Again, see the uh, documentary film, Utah Safe and Effective, for more information on the conflicts of interest and maybe some positing some ways through it. And I know it's a big ask. It's a big ask. As my buddy Paul Baratero from uh, Echo Technologies yesterday, and he was the featured graduate from Trinity on the show yesterday, Talked about if we could just love health just a little bit more than we love money, even a little, could change things. Think about it. What is the threat? The biggest threat to the, the status quo, it's healthy people. Healthy people don't go to doctors and don't buy drugs. They don't need them. Therefore, 20% of the GDP being in so-called healthcare, which is disease creation, disease management machinery, it diminishes to a fraction of a percentage of what it is today, which is a good thing because then... The engine of the economy and innovation happens when we're free and when we're healthy. And no, health is not evidence or absence. Let me say health is not absence of disease. That's a very reduced definition of, of health. Health is actually the vital force flowing freely through, your, through every cell of your body, coming through your eyes your, in a good way, not the explosive diarrhea caused by an FDA-approved pharmaceutical drug, just to differentiate, just in case anybody was confused. <laughs> just, you know, just want to cover you, I guess. Uh, the Defender has an article by uh, Mercola, uh, How Big Pharma Controls Scientific Research and Maximizes Profits. According to Dr. Asim Malhotra, which I'm still waiting to, to interview on this show, looking forward to having him on eventually. He says, most people, including doctors, don't realize that researchers who do peer review of drug company-sponsored trials don't get access to the raw data. All they get is the drug company's analysis of that data which leaves the door wide open for manipulation and obfuscation. Like the FDA saying, hey, we don't want to give you this information about the, uh, the COVID jab uh, trials for another 75 years because you might sue us or you might not take it. You might not go for the next mRNA wonder drug, universal flu shot that they're trying to push. So uh, I, I will leave that there. I want to go on to some other stories here. There's a lot to discuss here. And one of those things I know all too well from you know my wife's suffering for well over a decade now. And the headline um, in CNN Health says, chronic pain is substantially more common in the U.S. than diabetes, depression, and high blood pressure. Chronic pain is really that prolific, apparently. And I can say there has been part of my younger life where I was suffering with chronic pain, 
mostly gastrointestinal because every time I ate a meal, it, it would pain me. I would have, you know, it would be gas bloating, any number of knife-like symptoms going through the gut, like all the things you hear about irritable bowel, diverticulitis, colitis, uh, you know, enterocolitis, all these things. I, I never had an official diagnosis at that time because you know, I'm old enough before they actually made some of these names up to just describe various forms of inflammation of the gut caused by primarily medical interventions that were caused or the need for them caused by eating food that was loaded with pesticides, herbicides, fungicides, et cetera, on top of the use of antibiotics for, you know, various things that would happen like ear infections in my young life. And here's another antibiotic. Here's another, let's destroy your gut. Let's destroy your microbiome. And so that kind of chronic pain was more or less what I had. I did have some musculoskeletal inflammatory pains, but they were coming and going. It wasn't all the time. Whereas the GI issues were almost all of the time. I mentioned I was hospitalized for constipation as a young boy. How bad does it have to be? A child can't go that they're put in the hospital for that. Think about that. And of course, it's very, I won't say regular because I wasn't regular, <laughs> but it's become an accepted norm that children are chronically ill. Now, how much of the autism spectrum disorders come with extraordinary pain? Yeah, a lot of the violence associated with these kids is that they are in so much pain they can't communicate, although now we have spellers. Uh, I hope you'll see that documentary film if you haven't yet or the stories about children that can communicate now that they have an opportunity through the spellers technique, if you will. But they're in pain, gastrointestinal pain, a lot of things that um, they couldn't communicate. So it ends up, you know, in self-harm, hitting your head against the wall, cutting yourself, what all, all these things that happen. But chronic pain, pain you can't escape. My good friend Liam Sheff, who's no longer with us in this physical reality, suffered with chronic pain, tinnitus that wouldn't go away, could never leave, and finally he couldn't, couldn't take it anymore, couldn't tolerate it anymore. My wife has suffered for 10-plus years now with trigeminal neuralgic pain. Thank God it's not as bad as it was in the first couple of years where I didn't know, honestly, if she would live through it. It's the suicide pain. It's so bad. you can't. But she could escape at night. She could sleep. Liam couldn't get, escape. He couldn't sleep it, sleep it away. <clears throat> so these are sad and very real stories. They, they, they hit me in the gut that so many people are living in chronic pain. Now, I can't say, <coughs> excuse me, it's the same cause in all people. I can say when I ask the question, you know, of, you know, what it is that sometimes we have to balance the scales with, you know, if we talk about something, if you, if you use it in, in, in uh, religious phraseology or terminology, you might talk about sin. Okay, you sin, now you have to pay, make amends for the sin. Some would say sin is missing the mark. You make a mistake. Or um, another way to say it, I have a debt I have to repay. And, and you could say, all right, am I suffering because of something I did in, in, and I didn't even know I did it? Or am I paying for the sins of my ancestors? You know, it depends. There's a lot of ways to interpret this stuff where you have, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the, the big question, why do bad things happen to good people? You know, I, I could ask that about my own young life. Why am I suffering with the gastrointestinal things? Why do I have the chronic inflammation? Why do I, any number of things that I had and plenty of them I had as a young person. Why me, oh Lord scenario? Is there sense to it? Or is it just, Sorry, bad luck, bad genes, on and on it goes. And, you know, the, the most painful thing I remember in this lifetime from a physical 
malady scenario. Uh, was back back in my Georgia days, newly married, not not a few years in or whatever. Um, you know, wanting to have kids. I realized that I, I've told this story before. It's like, how does a how do you know when you want to have kids? A lot of women, it's just like it's built in and hardwired. You know, you, you want to have children. Men could sometimes go, well, if I have kids, that'll ruin all the fun and you know all of these things that can go through a, ma a man's mind. And uh, I imagine ten years into the future, at one point in my young life, in my twenties, what it would be like ten years into the future without kids, and I felt really sad, teary-eyed, sad. I was like, oh. I guess I do want kids now as I imagine a future without them. So it's like, okay, that changed it. But then again, we had to work hard because both my wife and I had a lot of chronic ailments prior to getting together that we had to overcome to even be able to have a, a child, much less a healthy child. And so I, I just, I'm tying this in. I, I don't know. This is what's coming through me right now. There was a point where I was out in the, the front on the, in the driveway and I was, leaning over to pick up my bike, which wasn't a particularly heavy bike. I leaned over and just barely got a hold of it to, to lift it back up. And my back, my low back went out with the pain that I can only describe as the, the fire of a thousand suns in my low back. I'd never experienced pain like that. And I know they say for men, the only thing that comes close to the pain of childbirth is a kidney stone. Thankfully, I've not had one of those. My dad had kidney stones. Uh, but in this case, I was like immobilized with pain devastating pain. I was like, what the heck is going on? How did this happen? And of course my wife describes it from a chiropractic background, bad biomechanics over many years, triggering one event, one event triggers it. It's not the event because it makes no sense. It wasn't like you were lifting a, a refrigerator and your back went out. But on a larger scale, if we, if we look at the word karma, a debt that, that needs to be repaid, was there something that I had done in this life or another that I needed to pay for and, and and it could be paid for in money or pain or in service to, to God or something. And in that case, it was an accelerated something happened because after that incident, by the way, I crawled into a chiropractor's office. I remember him, Dr. Max Rapkin. I think he's in Italy now. And I walked out, show the, the wonders of chiropractic. And it's not all about back pain, but in this case, I mean, I wasn't out of the woods immediately, but oh my gosh, what a miracle chiropractic is, folks, if you don't know. It's not only about back pain. In this case, it was a significant part of it. Then to change the biomechanics. And I also re recognize that uh, if you look at the corresponding uh, areas of the body going out and what it means, whether it's Carolyn Miss or others that have written books on this, the emotional connections to physical body parts, the lower back is the support system in many cases. And a, a lot of times, if you fear for your financial future, your back can go out. Your low back can go out. Just, I'm not saying it's every case is, is that, that is the case. But for me, it was something that I was a wor worried about in the future. I transitioned from one thing to another. I was married now, looking forward to how would I, you know, support a family. All of those things were really weighing on me, if, if unconsciously or subconsciously, but it manifested physically. And then I believe it was nine months later, we had our, our, our first child. So whatever it was burned out to allow for that next gift to occur. Some things are in the way, and sometimes it can be acute and done. Um, in some cases, that seems like the pain never goes away or continues for a long time. And we may never understand it, or hopefully we pray that sometimes we do. I'm just pointing out that there's a lot of factors with chronic pain that uh, are not fully addressed or addressed at all by just managing the pain with a, a, a pharmaceutical, you know, addictive drug. But even if you kind of reduce it significantly, 
by the use of a botanical or a homeopathic and others, which I believe is a far better way to go if it's possible for you. You're not going to at least harm your body in the same way uh, along the process of managing it. Um, ah, man, there's some still big questions I have about people in pain, including my wife. Again, she's alive and doing incredible things and allowing me to do the things I do. God bless her. I love her dearly. You know that. And she does extraordinary things despite what she's been through. She's stronger than anybody I know based on that. And uh, many people you know that are in pain that still struggle, but they fight. They continue to go through it. They didn't give up. And this is not an accusation of those who have given up because the pain was so intractable they couldn't live with it are failures. I don't want to accuse anybody of that, but um, there's just so many layers to this issue of pain. But for me, I was like, once I had that pain, I was like, I want to do anything I can not to have that again. Uh, you know, sometimes we're stubborn and we'll go, we'll keep doing the same thing that brings the same thing on. I'm like, I don't know how people can tolerate that. I guess I don't have that kind of pain level threshold tolerance that I'm willing to do it again. I was like, if I can find out what happened there, I want to undo that and not do that again. Am I being pragmatic? I don't know. Uh, but that's, you know, the journey of pain. Now we do have substances, of course, and energetic type treatments that can facilitate reduction of pain. We talk about uh, chronic and systemic inflammation. I mean, these things are, can, if you reduce the cause of inflammation, copper, you know, hey, this bioactive copper hydrosol is amazing. People on the sovereign copper going to high, high dose levels, still not toxic at the level you're talking about, tablespoon doses, one, two, three, or more times a day, have put, get people in a better place, got them out of pain. And, you know, whether it be acupuncture, homeopathy, chiropractic massage, movement, lymphatic drainage, um, supplements like silica and copper, selenium to protect. I mean, there's so many things, essential fats, cannabinoids. There's a lot that can be overwhelming. And sometimes you just got to try things that are not harmful to you and find out what resonates, what works on its own, what works in conjunction with something else. And that's a journey I'm on. I think we're all on to learn and I'm open to learning. So if you guys have more insight in there, uh, I see Lori's talking about uh, living with tinnitus for over 13 years, gotten very bad the last few months. It's hard to get to sleep and it wakes me out of a deep sleep. See, Lori, again, that, obviously that concerns me, you know, as I care for you, I know you, but even if I didn't know you, uh, it concerns me. What is it that we can do? Could chiropractic care help? Could an adjustment help? Could there be something else that we're missing? Could it be residual mercury? Again, there's a zillion different things it can be. It makes it difficult, certainly, for even a good doctor to help you sometimes to find out what is there. And then I ask, could prayer help? And I'm sure you've prayed and petitioned. And what is the prayer to be asked for? Is it heal me, O Lord, like I asked for? Or was it show me what I can do? Reveal to me that which I need to know or hear or see or, you know, and, and, and you know, hopefully I have the eyes to see it, the ears to he listen, the heart to understand it and move forward, the courage to move forward in that new understanding, whatever it might be. I don't know what it might be in each case. I know that I like to cover some of the basics and I repeat those basics over and over because they are basics for a reason. They can apply across the board for any of us. And as you move through that, you find it maybe even reduces a little that something but can clear up some things that it isn't by doing that, by removing certain offending elements from the positive, uh, the potential for causation. And it's like, we're sleuthing like Sherlock Holmes would, you know, deductive reasoning. What is it? Can I remove this from it? Can I add this to it? And it'd be nice if it just mag magically happened, the snap of the fingers, as I said, in my journey, it didn't happen that way. I'm grateful now in retrospect, because I have something to communicate to help empower you as I was empowered by the journey, even the suffering. Uh, but 
even even with, with my wife I, I i as much as i want to I, I i can't fully take it away you know you need to want to and there's parts of the journey that we don't have control over and the time frame and all of that i i don't know and somehow we find a way through most of the time we do and if not um we find out later i guess and then we come back full circle to the I don't like to wait to die to figure this stuff out. I try to figure it out while I'm still here. Maybe some of you do too. And that's why you tune into the Robert Scott Bell show. All right. Chronic pain. I, I, Super Don, there it goes again. An article on that ended up talking about something probably hardly related to the story about chronic pain in America, more prevalent than diabetes, blood pressure, and other things. Yes. Mm. I don't, I, I got nothing more. You, you can, you can, it's a it. big deal. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of chronic pain. Yeah. Which incidentally, there's, uh, we haven't gotten him on the show yet, but, uh, you remember Ari Witten? Yes. Yes. He has a, a brother, uh, mm -hmm. Yoni. Okay. Witten that uh -huh. focuses his, his specialty is on pain. Oh dude, let's get him on. And yeah, I'm, I'm working on that, but he's okay. got a, uh, a webinar that he does every Thursday, um, that I'll be making available for people here very soon. Okay. If you're dealing with pain and pain issues, chronic pain and stuff, that's, that's, uh, he's got some, some solutions Dude, for you. I, I love that. That's beautiful. Super Don. Thank you for that. Yeah. Uh, by the way, this also relates to the next story about depression. U.S. depression hits all time high with 29% of adults diagnosed. Now, if you live, is that a America, crazy number or what? Yeah. 30%, three out of every 10, basically depression. Now that's just diagnosed. What about undiagnosed depression? That's one out of one out of three almost. Yeah, almost. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I look at, if you live in a chronic state of pain, it's completely understandable that you could be depressed. And, and I've talked about the, the swings between these three emotional states from anger where you have energy and you're like, ah, and then you move into a state of, you know, almost e exhaustion, but frustration, you know, for instance, it's like, I'm frustrated, I'm angry, but I can't do anything. I'm frustrated now. And then you get exhausted from all of that energy and you end up in depression. These three, you know, swings that can happen and you can move back and forth until you're just so exhausted. You can't move back into frustration or anger. You're just depressed. Now there could be nutritional deficiencies. Absolutely. Amino acid deficiencies, fat deficiencies, other things. I, I acknowledge and grant you there could be heavy metals and burdens associated with this. I'm not discounting that, but in terms of emotional health, uh, past abuse, self-sabotage beliefs that have come through the, you know, the raising by your parents that didn't know what they were imbuing you with in the belief system that you're carrying unconsciously, Bruce Lipton stuff. Hopefully we can get Bruce Lipton on the show again. He's going to be at the uh, advanced medicine conference with us in St. Louis Memorial day weekend, but 29% of adults now diagnosed with depression. You know, and, and what they're, what, what, what they are tying this into, mm -hmm. Um, not exclusively, but yeah. I've noticed with all of these depression stories, cause they, they've been very common over the last couple of years and they happen to coincide with what, uh, mandates, mm. lockdowns, yeah. uh, taking kids away from their friends and from their social, uh, you know, uh, interactions with school. Right. Uh, people being forced to go home and not be able to go to work and not be able to go outside and not be able to go to the grocery store, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're, you've seen spikes in depression, drug addiction, <laughs> overdose deaths, suicides, the whole thing. And a lot of these things is all, all you can connect the dots uh, very easily. 
uh, to what it was that was going on at the well, time. Well, then we have a plausible target, if we call it blame, but certainly contributing factor when we look at what why dep- so much depression. We look at the medical, pharmaceutical, industrial complex takeover of our governments and the regulatory agencies locking us down, shutting us down, dividing us, poisoning us, depressing us on top of everything else that previously occurred. And of course, the young people of all the people that shouldn't be depressed, it's young people who would have, even if you're poor, you're a kid still, and you're like, I can find, I can have some fun with a stick and a rock and make, you know, some kind of used to be that way. Yeah. And now try, try try getting a kid to do that now. Yeah. You know, what is it? It's, 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 it's this thing right here. Yeah. As we talked about, uh, I think we had a question of the day come in. Was it last week, last couple of weeks, uh, talking about uh, a child that, you know, has, has gender issues, right? Compute dysphoria, whatever. And, and one of the responses we got that keep bubbling through is like, get them out of the city, get them out of the electronic world, get them into nature, move into a, a woods or a farm or something. Because when you are now interacting with the natural world, you will discover your natural identity. As opposed to the messages, the electronic, the artifice coming in and distracting and telling you and get back to nature and let that communicate with you. Let you commune with that. And I'm not saying it's going to solve every problem, but good Lord, there's a lot of problems by living in an artificial reality uh, that have been created and programmed into the minds of these young people. So that on top of all the other toxicological exposures, not eating organic GMOs, plasticizers, uh, xenoestrogens, you know, you name it, all of this related. Mm-hmm. Now, on to the depression thing as it relates to food. The secondary article for Medical Express says this eating too much ultra processed food could do what? Induce depression. Oh, well. Wow. Mm. How much of what we've been talking about for years here, Super D, is depressing? Eating garbage <laughs> and pretending it's food. It's exposure, toxic exposure, whether it's what you're eating, what you're breathing, what you're touching. Um, you know, I, I always end up in this, this doomsday state of mind when I, when I, when I start thinking about all this stuff with all this, this stuff that I read, mm-hmm. you know, with these studies and stuff. And as it accumulates over time, no pun intended, mm-hmm. uh, you just kind of look around, you go, how do you get away from this? You know, I mean, I mean, we, we had it, what it's the thing, one of those stories, cause you know, there's. Every once in a while, I remember something, you know, something sticks in my brain. It it doesn't happen as much as it used to, but, uh, you know, when we covered that story months ago now, but it just blew me away when they were talking about how you cannot go to a remote location anywhere, a lake, a river or anything like that, that is not going to be, uh, contaminated with something. Yeah. I mean, it just says it. According to this, that what I was reading, yeah, I, I have a reason to believe it. It doesn't exist anymore. You cannot hike into somewhere and and take water from a lake, mm-hmm. you know, in the middle of nowhere, Without and have it not crazy. contaminated with some sort of man-made chemical. Now, yeah, uh, yeah. what are we doing to ourselves? Umbilical cord blood, you know, contaminated everything. Yeah. Um, Steve has a good comment here. Um, not thrilled about it, but it's not surprising that a lot of people are experiencing depression with all the injustice in the world today, but it's alarming to me that at least 29% of adults have sought relief from the medical industry. Again, they've got an official diagnosis. So where are they going for help? And they're going to what? Get drugs, which is, yeah, I think that 20, I think 29% is a low number though. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. Now, 
when we talk about injustice in the world, that always brings to mind, you know, what is justice? I define it as everything, everyone getting exactly what they deserve. Now you're like, whoa, what about Fauci, right? Uh, It doesn't look like there's justice in the world. Well, this is where we come back to the, the spiritual basis for life. Having, you know, it doesn't have to be religious. A lot of people are leaving religion. I think I sent you an article on that. Young people leaving religion. Mm. Um, but you know, that is I, a trend I have seen. Actually, that's been reported on uh, uh, many times. Mm-hmm. And, and this I, is just more confirmation of the fact that this is something that is going on. Yes, there you go. And maybe we can cover that another day. Uh, but I, I think it's a failure of uh, those religions, if you will, to to reach them to achieve, you know, some level of communication. <laughs> let, me, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me pause it. A, uh, a, a There's theory. more to it than that, but go ahead. Yes. Yeah. No, I think cause, oh, it, the key word here is religion. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you remember one time, and I, I just, this is the strictly my speculation here, but mm-hmm. being a parent. Yes. And remembering how we were grown up, we, we were brought up. Mm-hmm. Correct me if I'm wrong, but when you when you were growing up, you were a kid. Uh, weren't there like th- there were like lines that you dare not cross, <laughs> and it wasn't because there was a claymore mine with yeah. a with a string attached to it that you knew if you if you cross over there, it would blow your legs off or something like that. Mm. It was just it was it was just an invisible line yeah, that as a kid. Yeah. You weren't going to go there. You you just you you don't do that. You had parents that would go uh uh uh, and you and, and yeah, and right. somebody might ask you why not. Yeah. You just don't. Yeah, no, you know, or you could you know, you'd look at your your your, your dad, and all they have to do is just look at you a certain way, mm-hmm. and and your butt was was towing the line. I mean, it was that's all it took, right? Mm-hmm. You don't see that anymore. There, there's a, a level of of resistance, rebelliousness. I think that has been, for whatever reason, has 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 become a part of society, mm-hmm. uh, where people don't they don't react to things with fear like they used to. Now you can find exceptions to the rule. We just experienced that in the last three years, okay. But for the most part, yeah, uh, I think with religion, and I'm talking about religion, not spirituality, because there is a difference between the two. Mm-hmm. Uh, with religion. Quite often, what they use to keep people in line is what? Fear. Fear. Yeah. Okay. And I think that they, what you've got is a lot of people just like, eh, nah. I, I would rather inspire people to their faith than frighten them into it. And, yeah. I, and I think, again, the frightened stuff can only last so long until you're so exhausted you become depressed. As I talked about anger, frustration, depression. And I will, for the sake of, it has been a while since I've said these three remedies homeopathically kind of the human condition to address uh, these three states. Frustration is Argentum nitricum, homeopathic silver nitrate. Argentum nitricum is for frustration. You feel it. You take it. Doesn't. It's not like a drug that, oh, I'm, I'm so drugged out. It's not how it works. Uh, anger, very severe, uncontrollable almost anger. Stromonium, S-T-R-A-M-O-N-I-U-M. And for depression, classic remedy sepia it's not the only one and these things you could find others but i just give you these three as a basics because i try to give you a, a starting point so if you go into the materia medica and start reading about these remedies you, you begin to learn one at a time you can't learn a thousand in a day you just one at a time you study them and learn about them you say oh maybe that could be that and you learn and you can help people that way as well but on the you know the freedom to choose the path and the justice issue 
you know, I've come to the conclusion and no one has to believe what I believe. It's not, I don't live or die by, oh, everybody has, it's, for me, I'm, I love freedom so much. I love the fact that we have different beliefs and it's a good thing, not a bad thing. Um, by the way, we have a great discussion coming up on our Sunday conversations with uh, Mr. Ula Tinsley. Teasing. That's Mark Tinsley. <clears throat> the the, the pastor minus the Polish girl. Yeah, the pre the preacher and the Polish girl, the preacher we're going to talk to. The preacher, and, excuse me. Yes, and, and uh, he's a, a good man, a kind man, a loving man, and I appreciate him and his whole family. And Ula, you know, you know that. And uh, so I've interviewed him for Sunday conversations. And we do, we talk about, you know, religion versus spirituality a little bit and a lot of great stuff that comes out and compassion and love and inspiration as opposed to beating people up in fear. Now on the justice issue, you know, one of the things that holds people, some people to do the right thing is a fear of going to hell. And I think that's the wrong motivation. If you're motivated by fear. That's again, that's, it's only going to last so long. You're going to go, gosh, you know, I'm just burned out on fear. How about, uh, being motivated by love? You know, I, I know it's asking a lot, but also looking at the experience of lifetimes, how I don't find it feasible to live one lifetime and that's enough to get it all, <laughs> to really learn everything we have to learn. To me, it doesn't make sense. Now, some would argue, well, my scripture says this and I go, well, okay, go back. No, no. And some people would say, oh, you're going to hell. Yeah. For even yeah. saying that. Saying that, exactly. Yeah. Again, there are all kinds of extremes there, but I believe in blasphemy, Robert Scott Bell. <laughs> but then again, if you look at the history of scripture, it's been voted in and out by various people that wanted to change it for various reasons. So I always ask for you to connect with the divine directly as you can, whatever method that can get you there, and listen to the guidance that you get. And then come to your own conclusions. It's not for me to convince you, it's not my purpose, it's not my intent. I do love, let's say, instigating thought, deeper levels of, hmm, I wonder. I never thought of that. But what's the point of that, purpose of that? For me, it's just, hey, you know what? Every time I kind of thought of something new, I'm like, oh, was I made worse for it or better for it? Was I empowered or disempowered? And, of course, if uh, somebody's trying to disempower you and deceive you, you'll feel it. Eventually, you'll learn what that feels like. It's like, oh, I'm being deceived. That did not feel good. I'm enslaved to that person or thing or idea. I'm not arguing for that. But to be able to freely ask questions of, yes, even God, God can take it. That's my opinion. Now, <laughs> one final story here before we wrap it up. <clears throat> menopause. And it, there's associated depression with menopause as well, but it's hot flashes we're focused on for the moment. The FDA has approved a new drug for hot flashes. And before all you women cheer, you got to realize that what you're risking, your liver, a new type of drug that now doesn't go into uh, just the symptoms of hot flashes, but the regulation of body temperature by messing with the brain and the nervous system. This mm. new kind of drug. They're calling it what? A Vioza? Vioza. Vioza. And um, hot flashes, is it? It's uncomfortable. I, I I have not experienced them personally. I was going to say now, come on, Robert. Don't no no mansplaining here. Sympathetic hot flashes, maybe. <laughs> uh, it'll cost you five hundred fifty bucks for a month supply. Yeah. And unfortunately, um, you have to get a blood test every three months while you're on it for nine months to monitor the safety problems that will of your liver. Yeah, particularly of your liver. Yeah. So again, toxicological poisoning you 
And arguably, these hot flashes would be minimized if you had healthier liver function. Yeah, I said it. By the way, sepia, the inky juice of the cuttlefish in homeopathic form, is also a commonly used remedy for, for hot flashes. And there are others. But uh, with that, let's take a pause, come back for the bonus round on the Robert Scott Bell Show, where the power to heal is yours. You were talking about uh, being even in nature. There's no way to escape what's happened in terms of toxicological burden. You know, my daughter's on a, a trip uh, for their senior class, and she's in the mm-hmm. middle of these beautiful canyons. And uh, and, and she FaceTimed me and my, my wife. Yeah. And, and so it's another layer of what you're talking about. I'm I'm glad she could do that so I could see what she was seeing. It's just gorgeous. Oh, yeah, I bet. Anytime, what does that tell you about the ability? You're in the middle of this beautiful canyon out in nature, far from civilization, and you can still FaceTime somebody. Look at the signals. That's that technology, going. right? Yeah. That's uh, where things are moving, and there's no stopping it. Yeah. So it's like, what do you do about that? You know, I was referring to the toxicity side of things because I just, you can't look at all of this stuff that we talk about and not at some point go, gosh, we're stupid. You know, humans are dumb. Uh, You know, it's just, I mean, whatever. I'm a self-hating human. Fine. But, uh, you know. It's like you look around. It's just we're, we're, we keep finding out that the things that we have been eating, drinking, breathing, sitting on, wearing, driving, whatever, uh, are are killing us. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter what it is, you know. They think the chemicals and everything, and the and it's just we're surrounded by it. It permeates our our bodies, and and uh, you know. It, you just take a look. Take a look at like pictures from a hundred years ago, right? Mm-hmm. When, when they started taking pictures, but you know, you look at, at the people and how they were and what they looked like, and and how they, you know, and it's like that. And you look at compare that to now, and it's just like, God, we've like evolved and adapted, you know, physically, you know, and we're all different and strange and, and unusual by the standards of a hundred years ago. What people look like and what their health was like, etc. In good and bad. I mean, listen, it's not a, it's not a hundred percent, but you know, listen, we, um, you know, people worry about how the world's going to end and stuff like that. I, I, I believe that we're going to do it to ourselves, uh, one way or another, but if nothing else, you know, we're, I, I just, I think we're going to, we could very easily extinct ourselves Yes. Yeah. by what it is that we're doing to ourselves. Mm-hmm. We, we are, you know, it's just suicidal species as we say and i'm just I as mean, guilty as any other person i mean i've i've kicked my own butt for the last 54 years yeah most of it voluntarily i understand that you know but a lot of it was unwitting you know mm-hmm. uh for the, for the for the most part well how much of it is uh you know as we talk about the issue of eating cleaner food for instance All right well and, that's and, you that you have control over yeah, and, yeah at the same time if you don't believe that it matters what effort will you make to do that? Because it's inconvenient based on a lifestyle we've become accustomed to in the West. It's survival, right? I mean, look, you know, if it's it's like you know, you take somebody who who can't swim and you throw them in a lake. What are they going to do? They're going to try and swim. They're going to try and you know, you got to do something. You got to do, I, you know, they don't want to die, you know. So you know, uh, there are some things you don't have control over. You just don't. 
You don't have control over really over the air that you breathe. That would be one of the things when you when you walk outside, unless you're wearing a respirator, yeah. you know, or something like that. You have no control over that. Mm-hmm. Okay, when when you uh, get in your car to go drive, you know, I mean, you're sweat. You look at everything you're surrounded by, unless you're going to ride a horse. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you're going to be you're going to be subjecting yourself to car exhaust and you know the 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 outgassing of the plastics that the the you know the interior of the you know whatever. Yeah. Yeah, you can't get away from it. It's a wonder, but the adaptability of of creation, you know, the ability to adapt to it. I've discussed adaptation in terms of chronicity. That is, you can adapt to survive in less than hospitable environments, but are you, you know, optimal? Are you, you know, full vitality? Now, this gets into the, if I can call them controversies, you know, when we talk with Bruce Lipton, the ability to live the honeymoon effect. If you can remember the time when you were first in love, and what it felt like. Nothing could go wrong. You felt like you were walking on air, right? This this feeling that you get. And how do you recreate that and maintain that or as close to that in life despite all of this? Because I'm not arguing when we cover these serious stories, you know, threats and challenges, whether it be, you know, physiological, political, or otherwise, um, that we have to stay depressed or even be depressed about it. But at the same time, if you have no reasonable control over much of what we witness and even discuss uh, do do we not find a way to go okay i can't control that then make peace with it in fact find a way to enjoy life despite all of that the time we have but at the same know, time do everything you can if you're walk. interested right in in trying to counter that as much make as you can and that's where you know you talk about detoxification yeah, i mean that's about all you can do at this point and really, honestly, every at this point, I think everybody should be doing it in some yeah. way or for, I mean, everybody. It's not a thing where it's like, oh, well, you know, so-and-so, they're, they're doing some kind of detox diet because they feel like everybody should be doing that in one way or another, whether you're, you're the supplements that you take or, you know, the, the food that you eat, everybody needs to be doing that because we're surrounded by it. You can't, you just, you can't get away with it. Everybody is toxic to, toxic to, at some level. All right, so I'm getting word, and Super Don, um, my audio level has been low lately. Is that true? Because Super D, I have to—I don't know who else to ask, but you about that. Lately, well, I'm getting comments in the chat room on our webpage. J- Solo says it. DJ Katie has said it. And I'm like, okay. I don't know if that's the case. Then uh, I need to address that because they say they can hear you fine, but not me. I don't know. Is that true? Everybody got a comment on that. We need to. Uh, I'll, t- I'll I'll give the podcast a listen. I mean, yeah. it seems okay when I do it after the shows. You know, when I put the podcast together. Right. I am not accusing you, Super. I'm just saying these are a couple. No, of I know. Comments, I'm, so, I'm not. I'm uh, not uh, missing something. I don't want to. I'm do not that. being defensive. <laughs> um. God, yeah. I mean, it, it sounds o- sounds okay to me. I mean, okay. I'm looking at your level on the meter. Yeah. When you I mean, talk, I don't see anything wrong in the meter either. So yeah, I don't know what's going on unless it's uh, Fauci doing this thing, sabotaging okay. the show. Yeah. Uh, so let's see. Stacy in Canada says feeling apocalyptic up here in Alberta. And I, you know, oh, as outsider, Alberta as an outsider looking in on Canada. Yeah. I, my heart goes out to you in Canada, you know, the, the Northern neighbors to us here in the United States. And, you know, I've been to Canada many times and I felt great there, had fun there, nice people there felt f- sort of free there. And then you found out in COVID how not free you really are and how tyrannical your government has become. Not that in the United States we haven't had that issue, but 
Separatists fed up with Trudeau want province to break away from Canada, become 51st state. This is a, a recent news item, Superdon, you're showing me? Uh, yeah, this was yesterday. I got uh, actually our, our, our friend from uh, north of the 49th parallel, uh, Mike Phillips, sent that to me. Okay. Um, he's in Alberta, actually. And this is actually a thing that's been going on for a while. I've Long been time, familiar yeah. with it for a few years, but there, there is a group there that's just saying, hey, look, you know, enough. Yeah, we'll become the 51st state if you guys will have us. Don't know that it'll ever happen, but well, it's, uh, it's a mess up there, especially when you realize the Charter of Rights does not grant you rights from acknowledgement that a preexisted government by God. It, it It's an, an act of a legislator legislation. So it can be revoked, whereas in the United States, the difference is these rights are acknowledged to preexist the government that come from God or creator and not the legislature, not the executive or judiciary. Even though, again, we haven't followed and, and lived up to all of those high ideals, the fact is it's a distinct difference and no other country that I'm aware of has that at, at its basis. And that's where, when I talk about American exceptionalism, and I don't all the time, people misunderstand that, that America is the greatest country on the face of the earth, doesn't mean to denigrate any other country, but it's based on that alone. Any other country that had that as a foundation, they would be the greatest country on, on the face of the earth. And again, we still have to live up to that. We still have to make sure the government doesn't violate that. But that's the distinction I think people miss when they say, oh, it's an egotistical way when Americans say they're the greatest country. It's like, no, it's based, if you know what it's really based on, it's based on that. That's the main significant difference. So for those of you in Canada, yeah, I get it, especially with what's gone on up there, the fascism of uh, Trudeau as well let's see Lori says it was right after justin but it's okay now so maybe the audio dropped with justin on and off i don't know something weird happened there but diane says she can hear me fine now on facebook so it might be just weird wherever it's going out to uh, hmm. i don't know but i'll keep a closer eye on that all right stacy qualifies the statement about canada because there are lots of fires up there right now is there a lot of fires up there i didn't know i did not know that yeah, that apocalyptic view. I've seen that, but I, I didn't know that's what you were referring to. I went I went to a different direction. Well, yeah, lots of fires. But yeah, DJ Katie says, Don is louder and your guest was much louder. So maybe we need to pay attention to not mine, but yours and bring yours and our guests down if they're too hot compared to mine. There's only some, I mean, it's it's a thing where I, you know, I I have to do it by ear. Yeah. Sometimes I've, well, I'll notice that, that guests especially mm -hmm. uh, can be loud and I have to kind of bring that down and just kind of, I guess eyeball, eyeball it wouldn't be appropriate because I, I'm not doing it by sight. I'm doing it by sound. So I earball yeah. it. I don't earball know it. what you would call it, but uh, I do the best I can on that. So I will, uh, if you guys happen to notice that, feel free to let me know. Mm -hmm. Sometimes there are uh, weird levels that, are, are I don't perceive them correctly during the live broadcast I fix in post. Oh, um, you do it in post after for the, the fact. Yeah. 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 So gotcha. It's not a perfect science. All right. How's it going on Rumble today? Let's see. We got 14 people currently Rumble, on uh, Rumble. Rumble okay. Uh we have two messages on the chat room. Uh take a guess who they're from. Marge. Marge. Yes. Yeah. Marge is like the official uh Rumble chat uh, a monitor moderator monitor person yeah. yes yes okay. she's got the chat all to herself 
Um, I think this is going back to when you were talking about RFK Jr. She says, as long as he okays the global warming part of it, they will allow RFK Jr. to talk about the shots and other things. Good point. Yeah. I think, you know, that that um, it's it's kind of the same strategy I think somebody like a Rand Paul took when he got into Congress, where it was kind of like, uh, you know, he, he went along with some things that he managed to, you know, justify because he knew he had to play ball, but that allowed him to be able to do uh, you know, other things that he may not have been able to do otherwise. Mm -hmm. So I would agree with that. And then uh, Marge says, does he talk about chemtrails? Have you ever heard RFK Jr. talk about chemtrails? I don't, I don't know. know. I mean, I think he's talking about geoengineering at some point, so I think he's aware of it. Right. Yeah, I haven't heard him talk about that specifically or or by that name. Mm -hmm. um, I, I mean, interesting I ask question to ask it. him, right? Yeah, when we get him on next. I mean, he's being asked a lot of really great questions. Uh, John Rappaport wrote an interesting piece. I think it was John Rappaport. It was, no, it was somebody else. Oh, uh, gosh, who? what's his name? You know, we've not had him on, but he's got an interesting blog post, Banditos. Liam Sheff connected me with that guy. Um, but, you know, asking questions about the incongruity between he and his wife, Cheryl Hines. Uh, you remember when she came out against him? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I do. Yeah. And I'm like, even, you know, my wife and I were looking at it and going, ooh, that's not a good look, right? <laughs> you're, you're a spouse. You should support your husband. And, you know, my only assessment was that Bobby Kennedy loved his wife so much that he said, throw me under the bus so that your career is safe. And, and I think that's the sense I got is that Bobby says, you, you know, you want your career. I understand that, you know, what I say may harm it. You, you speak out and say, you don't agree with me on that. And I'm okay with that. I had to th believe there's an insider you know, marriage thing going on that he said that, but her, that meant her career was more important than supporting her husband right. at that moment. But her husband loved her enough to say, that's okay. You come out and say what you need to say. And I'm okay. We're okay with that. So what am I going to say about that? If that's indeed the case, that's my sense of it. Um, but you know, I think if you're married and you know, you're, you're in love and you support one another, you look at that and go, Ooh, that just doesn't feel right. You know, it's kind of like, if my wife threw me under the bus for something or your wife threw you under the, or vice versa. They're like, Ooh, that doesn't bode well in a marriage. Does it? That's not right. Yeah. yeah. There's like certain ways you're supposed to handle that situation. Yeah. But. Yeah. So anyway, I, the image I just sent you, I need to download that for, for Mike. Cause uh, we're trying to upload the uh, documentary, uh, safe, East off safe and effective variety on it. It hasn't been able to go through and I don't know why. Gotcha. So I've got to send that um, let's see what else we got to talk about here as we're wrapping up. We got, uh, tomorrow, Jonathan Emord should be on as well. Sacred fire of Liberty. Yes. And let's see. Was there somebody else on there? I don't know. Let me look tomorrow. Oh, Allison Williams. Allison Williams. Yeah. From former right. ESPN reporter. ESPN. The moment that happened to her, she was, you know, wanting to protect her baby to be not getting the shot and she got fired. And I, I was and right down. I was like, I want to interview her, but. It's taken all a while, but she's scheduled to join us tomorrow. Indeed. Very, very cool. And then Friday, you are traveling, family trip. And yes. We're going to do an encore of some kind for Friday so you can take off and enjoy a weekend with the fam. And I'm yep. going to be interviewing G. Edward Griffin on that day, but behind the scenes. And I think if, if you're able to, we can make that available raw footage, if you will, for our patron supporters before it airs. 
you like you do because I, I like to say thanks to those that are patron supporters absolutely things are like yep, that no problem and then uh monday the 22nd we have our ama 7 p.m eastern 4 p.m pacific so if you're not already part of our patron support group please 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 support us that way it every little bit helps a little five bucks a month and you tend to if you're good on the keyboard fast with trivia you'll, you'll end up winning things that are worth more than the money you sent to support us Often that happens, and I don't mind that because we have generous sponsors to help us to say thank you in that way. Um, so that's coming up. Uh, Leslie Manukian next week. Uh, let's see who else. Michael Bolden, not this Friday, next Friday, back again. We look forward to that. We have fun together. Um, Evans okay. Putman, we've had him on before. That's a Yeah, familiar that name, name looks very familiar. Yes. That'll be on Wednesday. Uh, Gabriel Wrench will be on on Monday. Mark Anthony, not the mm -hmm. singer, mm -hmm. uh, the other Mark Anthony. Yeah, on Thursday. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And 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 uh, Cardio Miracle webinar on the thirtieth. There is a banner on the website. I don't know if you saw it or not. Right? Oh, thank you for reminding. Me. Yes. Yeah. And our focus is going to be on what this time? Hormones and mental health. Well, that's interesting. We ended a show on menopause today. So true. Yeah. So that'll be on the 30th. You got plenty of time to get over there, click on the banner and get uh, registered for that. And there'll be some emails going out on that as well. Mm -hmm. Yes. And thanks to everyone who attended uh, the workshop. Uh, my wife and I gave on soul travel yesterday locally. That was a lot of fun. So I know that's train. what I want to say when I say it, but that was, it was a lot of fun. And the whole focus was to, you know, give you options on communication with the divine, your direct relationship. That's always what I'm after, helping you get there, wherever that is. I'm not trying to change anybody's mind or religion when I talk about the stuff. I always am respectful of your belief system. But if there's something that can connect you to that even better, stronger, build your, that relationship and communication pathway in line, um, I think we'll all be better off for that. So that was fun. I got a uh, an email question. Mm-hmm. That I'm going to save for tomorrow. Okay. Because uh, I don't have my reading glasses. <laughs> what? You can't read it? Seriously? I can, but I don't want to be like. Do you have even um, genre it's in? Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's dealing with, uh, it's it's kind of uh, comprehensive here. Oh, okay. On all of the details. Um, and it involves a lot, ultimately extreme brain fog, compromised, uh, executive function, exhaustion, terrible. Mm -hmm. Uh, but we will, we'll go in this, into this tomorrow. Okay. After I locate my, <laughs> my eyeball. Yeah. All yeah. right. You find them, please find them. So anyway, with that, is there anything else to cover for the moment? Uh, are we good? I don't, I don't think so. Jason was fun, right? Yeah, no, he, he was, he was good. Him. He was good. You guys were finishing each other's sentences. There's a lot I, of I love when we get somebody brand new on that we've never had on before and you guys just click, you know, mm -hmm. good times. Mm -hmm. So anyway, that's all I got. All right. Well, thanks for being here. Share the show. Um, a lot of people, you know, don't know about this show. So don't you know, they say, Hey, check it out. Pretty cool. Don't mind if I do. Uh, what was, it was, it was someone was telling me, their dad. Oh yeah. I know it was Doug, my buddy, Doug. He's like, 
yeah, my dad listens to your show now. He's like totally into it. You know, I'm hearing that every once in a while and, and I'm surprised and they're surprised. It's like, I don't know. Finally, the message is resonating to people you didn't think it would. So if you were nervous to share the Robert Scott Bell show, maybe the odds are better that they'll go, oh, thank you. Instead of who is that crazy guy? I've never listened to that. <laughs> Things are shifting as evidenced by some of these stories coming back. So thanks for those of you who are sharing it with your, even your family members. Good news. Yes, sir. All right, guys. Appreciate you hanging out with us. We'll be back tomorrow. Thanks, guys. Thank <laughs> you.